in five, four, three, two, one. Obi Trice, real name, no gimmicks. Who are you? He had a voice that could make a Wolverine purr. That's what I'm talking about, man. Wait a minute, I know you. You got the name tag. You're in my world now, Grandma. I know that, dude. He's a modern-day Yoda. I'm your huckleberry. Allow myself to introduce myself. Greetings and salutations. We came, we saw, we kicked it down. You're excited. Feel these nipples. That boy is good. Mm-hmm. Good and terrible. Well, I have a microphone, and you don't. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say! This is the Mike Rutherford Show on the Big X. Sportos and motorheads, geek bloods, wasteoids, dweebies, they all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. Hello, everybody. It is Thursday, May 25th. This is the Mike Rutherford Show coming to you from sunny Jeffersonville, Indiana, here at the remote University of Louisville College of Business Studios. Visit business.louisville.edu to see what the UofL College of Business can do for you. We're on the air today from 3.08 until 6 here on 1450 AM, 96.1 FM, streaming all over the planet. You know what's better as the big X. Mike Rutherford here with Trevor Kelsey. Another... It feels like the off season has really set in at this point. Like I, this is the first week I can tell where by you're all right. Yeah, I mean, this is this is the first week where it's like okay, we've got. I keep seeing daytime college baseball. We're not a part of that conversation anymore, which sucks. We don't have any of the other, you know, the, the, the tennis team got bounced. The golf team. There's no like miracle crazy run. Like oh, I didn't know this team was good. Let's pay attention to it because they're playing on ESPN. Softball lost last week. So it, it's just it really feels like we are in the doldrums now. The men's basketball roster being filled out is a good thing, but it leaves us without a, a ton of discussion, and, and you know, that, that's a talking point now that's dead. And we've got four months just to debate the roster and to talk about what we're hearing. Football's still making moves. We're going to talk about that. We've got that to, to look forward to. But, I mean, it's still a long ways away until fall camp starts, and it's just kind of hitting. It's like, can, can we get three hours out of the – the Hurricanes game last night, the, the Hurricanes losing to the Panthers. I, I don't think like there's just there's we, we could have used the World Cup this year. This would have been a nice summer to have the World Cup instead of having it in the heat. Like we didn't even talk about the World Cup last year because it was in the middle of football and basketball coexisting. Who won the World Cup, by the way? Um, oh god, uh, Argentina. <laughs> I mean, to be a second, <laughs> probably because of Messi's. Like, maybe you even remember that, right? I feel like I remember most World Cup. I guess, players. yeah. yeah. But it, it, it I, I mean, mean, last year, right, was just like un, the most like unmemorable. It was like the Derby in 2020 where they just moved it. And it's like, eh, yeah, yeah. I mean, we had my daughter's first birthday. It was the same day. And so, like, I, <laughs> it's a story to tell about when she gets older. <laughs> it, yeah, we, we turned it into like a Derby party. And like, it was a Derby first birthday party. It was, it was kind of cool. But like, also, I'm never going to like remember the actual, I mean, authentic one, but I don't really remember I the, the real race or anything like it. Remember that. But it's just, you know, we're, we're, we're shredded. Today was the first day where I was like, oh, yeah, this is going to be. This is going to be a while. We'll make it fun. We'll do what we can, but it's definitely the off season is definitely here. Ninety nine days until college football starts, until Louisville football starts at least, and it feels like a long, long way away. I feel like this is where I shine, though. 
Shine's one word. <laughs> you talk more for that, sure. That's one word. That's a, that's a word you could use to describe it. Not my not top of my list, but it is a word. It, it that it is a verb that can be used. Just reminds me of the, <laughs> the office episode where where Jim's like. It takes a bold man to Photoshop a picture of himself onto a picture of his girlfriend's ex-husband's face on a ski trip that she took with her ex-husband. But then again, Michael Scott's a bold man. And he goes, is bold the word I'm looking for? <laughs> it, might be, it might not be the exact word, but it's, you know, it's in the same vicinity. I can, I can tell already, like, the, I, you, before you're even opening monologue, like, the way you do it all right. Like, I, that's, like, that's like my barometer of where you're at in the day. It's I'm, how you do all right. I mean, pull back the curtain. I'm, I'm very tired. I mean, it's, we've had a lot going on this week. I have not gotten much sleep. The you know, we just, Kids are home now. You got both of them home constantly now yeah, at school. I have not felt great the last couple of days. Uh, no, it's, it's, that's not, it's not the Derby beer, is it? No, I don't think so. I don't okay. think that. Or, or the, the Reds beer. was. Or I, th- Reds I think beer, it's yeah. just natural like these days happen every now and then which sucks but it's you fight through it you just you know try to think about it uh but i yeah i'm i'm, I'm running on fumes a little bit here but it's okay we're, we're gonna be fine we'll find things to talk about sure i'd like to come over and hang out and stuff. the good news is we're in jeffersonville indiana so that's that, that makes everything better which means you can bet on the night's heats game it is great too like we've picked the one week out of the year that we found out yesterday where the sherman mitten bridge is closed <laughs> so it takes like 45 minutes to get home I, I didn't notice this yesterday because I, I didn't leave here till. It's I, insane. I, I had the doubleheader. Uh, Jeff won, and, or New Albany won, and so did, uh, I believe it was uh, Floyd's. Those are my two picks. I can't remember which one. One of them won like 8 to nothing the first game. I can't remember which team won now. New Albany baseball follows me on Twitter, so they're my pick. And I, believe, I, know, I know they did win, um, like 5-3, to three, I think. But the uh, so I didn't get out here till it was like I think about maybe ten or close, ten thirty by the time I left here. So I didn't have any traffic. But so you t- missed it tonight. I mean tonight I'm probably gonna feel because we've got the bats at six oh five. Josh will be getting here around that time, and so I'll be leaving around with you tonight. Yeah, it was so two days ago. I didn't know. I mean, I didn't know what was going on. Like I was yeah. going to get pick up food around here, and like you couldn't get. Like it took. 20 minutes to move half a mile. Like, everything was backed up. And then Both you, sides, by the way. Yeah, well, then, no, once you get on the highway towards Louisville, it's fine. No, I mean, coming to here as well, because Scooch called me that same day and was like, I've been trucking traffic for like an hour. Yeah, what, getting here is, yeah. is impossible. And so, like, any, any, basically going anywhere around the city or going into Jeffersonville, into Indiana, is, is nuts. And yesterday was the same thing. Uh, and then we found out that the Sherman Minton Bridge is closed for just this week, which is great uh, I mean, for our computer to crash. Should that cause that much trouble? I mean, yeah, it surprises me. Do you mean that many people? Because, I mean, I, I don't know. Is it just because I know that's the bridge where, I mean, I would assume that would cause, like, traffic on 2nd Street because that's usually your people trying to avoid paying tolls. But I just don't know how that, like, hits, you know, us. We're, we're like, you know, we'll pay it. We're, we're, we're going over the pay yeah. bridges. I mean, we should be able to smooth. I got delayed today because of something that always annoys me, but... Which is what? <laughs> I, I'm horrible with names of roads. So is it like 265 I come up here on, I guess? And it's where it splits and you go like two lanes like to 71 and the other like, and one lane goes towards Cincinnati and one comes this way. Yes. Yeah, you're right. Uh, yeah, and I, yeah. And so like always like the 71, i.e. Cincinnati, I call it, is like usually gets backed up. And it's two lanes and the one lane will be backed up. And I'll be like, oh, sucks for them. I'm smooth going. Except I'm not smooth going. Because there are people who just like are just warts on the butt of humanity that that, that like don't want to wait in line. Got so the they, line cutters. So they want to go the front, but they got to take. They got to. They got to like do it at a pace snail, and snail pace. pace. Snail. Yeah, I'm, I'm dyslexic. <laughs> Leave me alone. And, <laughs> be quiet, Rutherford Mike. And, then, and they do it, and they just, so they clog up my lane. So I'm sitting there behind them. 
I'm, 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 I mean, I'm so up their, their rear, their rear view. I mean, I give them a prostate exam and I'm just like, come on, go, go, go. And they want to get a, oh man, I just, I couldn't hold it back today. I'm, I'm driving by with my finger up against the line. I'm honking the horn today. I was, I was not in the mood. I do love like one of the few times where my faith in humanity is restored is when you're in a line and like everyone bands together to not let somebody. Yes. Because usually like now (laughs) there will be times where I'm like, it's in my best interest just to, to leave the space over, even though you should have. I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt because, you know, there's construction that surprisingly halted this. Life. And if I don't let you over, it's going to make all of this whole thing slower. So just like, let's go, let's move, let's get going. But if it's somebody who just very clearly is an a-hole who's trying to cut at the very end, I love when everybody just bands up together and we're like, no. It's the ones happening. that you look in your mirror and you see them not going slow to get in, but they're just flying to the right. front and expecting to jump right in front. Those are people, oh man, when I used to drive my Buick, I loved. I just begged for them to try to get in front of me, because that Buick was going to cut through any car made after 1987. <laughs> and I'm just like, just begging them to come. Like, I don't care if they're in an SUV. A modern SUV wouldn't have lasted two seconds against that Buick. I'm like, just come on, do it, do it. Now, when I was in the Prius, I was a little more skeptical. I was like, oh, maybe I should be careful here. But yeah, I mean, yeah, that that drives me. And then when if they do it and they get in front of like the person in front of me, because that person's going too slow, then that person in front of me is an enemy. Yeah, it's like, for sure. Don't don't do that. Don't you're just in, you're the type of person that probably gives your drug addict kid twenty bucks a week. Still, I mean, don't do it. They coming from experience. <laughs> no, bad drugs, not good <laughs> drugs. I did love so. So coming in, you were like did two fifty. You were like, I'm gonna be a little bit late because the traffic. Because I bad. thought of that. Yeah, all this is going on. So I was like, I'm just gonna drive around Jeffersonville a little bit as opposed to like sitting. I was listening to something on the podcast that I wanted to hear the end of. And so I'm driving around, and there's a guy right outside of Magnolia where we turn on here, who's just walking in the middle of the street. Yeah. Just, I think I passed him actually. Just, yeah. and, and then like he just like he would stop and just like turn around and walk the other way. Like, clearly something's going on there, but I'm like, you know, oh Jeffersonville, this is this is this is now, what we do. I think here. I've warned you at this point. You know the light at Eastern and in, in, in Spring that you turn left on. Yes. Come here. I don't know if you've ever noticed that there is zero, and I mean zero delay between one light turning red and the other turning green. It's very fast. And I mean, I so if you, just a, just a tip when you're making that left, when it turns green, wait a second, yeah, because people will run through that light constantly. Somebody will drill you. I see. If I if I was to gone right when that light turned green, at least a dozen times, I'd have been t boned if I wasn't paying attention. Um, we've got uh, too bad these people don't have nice enough cars. Well, it's not like a, like a Mercedes doing it. I'd be like, zoom, coming in. Boom. But now most of them have cars. Crappier than mine. We uh, <laughs> we want to hear from you today, of course, on the Thornton text line. Should be a good text line day yet again. Five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. Whatever you got today, Th- uh, you know, questions, comments, concerns. We've had short shows the last two days. Uh, yesterday we didn't. Know, I mean, I'm assuming we don't have a short <laughs> okay, show today. Gonna, I'm not sure. Let me double check on that bat schedule, but I'm pretty sure they're at six oh five pregame. <laughs> I believe we've got three full hours to fill today. So any help you can give us is always appreciated. Hit us up at five zero two. 414-1450 with your comments, your concerns, your thoughts, your questions, your topic ideas, your whatever. Uh, and a reminder, download that Refreshing Rewards app. It'll save you money at the pump, save you money inside. Anytime you stop into one of the 89,527 area Thornton's locations, there's that many of them for a reason. They know what they're doing. they got summer specials going on all year long. They're involved with the Kyle Busch race team. They had these NASCAR all-star shoot last Sunday. It's very... Like, Thornton's is doing big things, left and right, including hooking you up with the best deals on gas and the best deals inside gas stations that you'll find in this area or any other, and they're sponsoring our text line. So hit us up at 502-414-1450. We are good today. It's 635 first pitch as they go to take their third straight against the Syracuse Mets. The bats are rolling, man. They are, man. If they hadn't started, so if if we just had our full lineup at the beginning of the season, if we'd had Ellie, 
available if we'd had uh, Christian Nicanasi on strand available. Like, the bats would be in first place right now. I think they started like one and nine or something. Started terribly. Yeah, that was the. But they, they are over 500, I believe. No, I think they're just under. Are they just at 500? They're just under. They're, they're right there, but they've they've been playing really well lately. We also had the uh, the, the Reds dropping a 2 1 decision to the, the Cardinals. Yeah, we're not concerned with them. We're used to that. Well. We're a little concerned with it. Speak for yourself. Luke Weaver, once again, just getting screwed, pitching very well, and then getting no help. Lucas Sims, two games in a row with not uh, not, not great. Yep. We're 23 and efforts. 23 right now. Oh, so we're exactly 500. Exactly 500. Only, only, only well. Hottest team in the I was going to say we're only three games back of Iowa, but, but that's in the win column, but we're five in the loss column, so we're like 10 total back. we got two games in hand. But in the last 10 games, seven and two, seven and three. They're rolling. Yeah, I mean, it's just. Yeah, one we're we're, we're riding the hunt. I mean, we played Iowa and, and, and hung with them. Top prospect in baseball on the uh, on the bats. We what else do you want? I mean, leave it to Baltimore to have the best minor league team too. Thirty three and thirteen. We've got. Uh, we also we have two racing Louisville tickets to give away for Saturday's game against the NC Courage. Ooh, we'll do that at some point today. I mean, this is the even if you're not a diehard soccer fan, like this is the time of the year to capitalize. It's not just like ungodly hot yet. The nights have been beautiful. Case in point, last night, a midweek game for Lou City. Uh, they're taking on Tulsa. 12,000 people at the game at Lynn Family Stadium last night. I know they got beat. Unfortunately, they were up one nothing at halftime. They lost 2-1. to one. But like, I think there are a lot of people that are just like, hey, it's an outdoor activity on a Wednesday night. The weather's perfect. Uh, you know, Beer, action to watch. Even if I'm not a gigantic soccer person, I'm going to go. 12,000 people for a midweek soccer game well, is pretty I, impressive. And I like to think all of it was soccer fans. But also, I don't know, am, am I hallucinating? Or have you not noticed there's a carnival right next to the stadium? There is. Okay. Because I was thinking thinking how my stuff's way too strong these days when I drove by the last two times. I, it, what, what, is it, what is that? I mean, is this something new? Is this an annual thing? I'm, what is this? Uh, it's a. It's not a cheap looking one. It's a pretty big size looking carnival. It's the summer kickoff carnival that they're doing for, I think, the next week. Which is at okay. Lynn Family Stadium. They have not done this before, I don't think. Uh, but it's even more reason to make it out to Lynn Family oh, Stadium. Yeah. But it's going to be there through June fourth. It actually just starts today. Um, oh, so they've just been set up for the last three or four days, right? Uh, you know, you can. I think tickets are thirty-five dollars um, Monday through Thursday, forty dollars on Friday through Sunday, and yeah, they've got a bunch of carnival rides. You can see it, it from the from the highway. Yeah, it looks fun. I mean, they've got. I mean, it's not just like. You know, like one Ferris wheel and a couple of bumpers. They've got like the Tilt a Whirl. They've got like some some bump, like bumper cars with tons of looking food. So it looks pretty cool. Are you going to be going to this? Uh, probably not. But if you want to, my kids are a little too young for that. Oh, it's, really? It's yeah. fine. That's if true. you want to, you know, if you're going to make it out to the carnival this weekend, why not go to the racing game on Saturday yeah. and we can get hook you up with two tickets. We'll do that at some point today. But 12000 for last night's game, I thought it was, I mean, that's a gigantic showing for Lou City. I mean, that's, let, let's put it in perspective. That's probably more people than attended a midweek men's basketball game this year. I mean, does that, That's probably more people attended any basketball game last year. Does that feel safe to say, though? I mean, what, midweek or any? I mean, the Clemson <laughs> game, I think, had more than 12,000. All right. Woo-hoo, we had one. We, we, well, we technically had a lot more than 12,000. Well, by their, if, by their... if I'm saying, like, I'm asking you, do you think, like, legitimately, I don't think we had a midweek game where we probably oh, had more God, than no. 12,000 fans. No, no, not not even close. I mean, that that might have doubled a majority of our midweek games. There you go. You ready for summer radio topic? This, this I think one just emerged here. Has uh, soccer overtaken basketball as Louisville's primary sport? Well, it does when the soccer team scores more points than the basketball team. Well, they scored one goal, so. I stand by my statement. I, we scored more than <laughs> one point in every game. Um, <laughs> but props to Lou City. I, I wish they had gotten the, the W last night, but still – 
clearly the game is growing around here. Clearly, uh, there's a a need for it, a demand for it, and more and more people are showing up and who, understanding that it's a good time. Who was the opponent again? They lost to Tulsa last night. Okay, so it wasn't even like some like MLS team in town or something. This was. I mean, who cares about Tulsa? I mean, Tulsa doesn't get twelve thousand people to their games. Yeah, so I can't imagine I've been to Tulsa. No one cares. Uh, I mean, if anything, Chandler taught me Tulsa's boring. So that's yeah, that's yeah, that's impressive. I mean, that, that's I'm, I'm yeah, especially. And I was going to be like, well, the carnival help, but like you said, it's not even open yet. No. So this yeah, this is all on them. Man, FC Tulsa. Way to go, Loose City. Yeah, Loose City, bringing them out. Props to them. Uh, now let's start winning some games. Well, that's the step one is getting people. Yeah, that's next. I mean, our next door neighbors who we love, like they go to like every single game. Like they're they're diehards, and our our neighbors three houses down go to like every single racing game. So Damn. clearly, there's a there's a, there's a draw for it, and it's only growing. And it's, they're it's, bugging you for tickets regularly. Okay, hey, hey Mike. No, they're not. They they actually they the lawn against, looks really nice, by the way. Uh, our lawn looks terrible. <laughs> that, that's when I know it would be a lie. Um, but no, I don't think they know that I can get them t- get them tickets. But I can if anybody wants. We'll make that happen. You want to be the most popular guy in the neighborhood, man. If not, if you're not already, I do love. I mean, I love our street is like loaded with Louisville fans, which is awesome. That's why I never want to move. It's great. Like we have Louisville fans every direction on our street. It's you, you talk to your neighbors way more than I do. I'm not, I mean, not to your neighbors, my own neighbors. Yeah, like I don't talk to your neighbors either. But like, I mean, I see some of my neighbors and I give them like the the courtesy wave. Which probably what is the the wave etiquette in neighborhoods? Because anytime I'm going like to visit a friend or something, I'm in the neighborhood. Like, all their neighbors always wave to me as if, like, I'm like, I don't even live here. I guess the first time I've even been in this neighborhood in, like, six months. Oh, I'm always waving. I mean, and, I, and I wave back, but it's just, like, is is it like, a written rule if you're walking in a, in a residential neighborhood that anybody drives by, you must wave to them? I like to give a wave. Do you, now, do you, if you're walking, are you, what if you're driving? Do you, do you initiate the wave, or do you just uh, reciprocate the, the wave? I mean, if they're looking in my general direction, then I'm giving a wave. <laughs> If they're, like, looking away, if they're, like, bending down to pick up poop or something, I'm not waving. Sometimes I like to change it up. Sometimes I'll give them, like, the salute. Sometimes I'll just do the head bod. Like, yeah. If I don't get a wave, I take it very personally, especially really? on, on my street. Like, if, I, if you look right at me and don't give me a wave. I mean, if you know your neighbor, like, I'll see people I know. Like, I know, like, my name, you know, Ryan. Well, you didn't know any of your neighbors. I, just, I mean, I know a few. Like, I know who they are, but I don't, like, talk to them regularly. Like, not enough to even know what fanhood they are. I have my, my, my ne- little next-door neighbor I know is a huge Chicago fan. Blackhawks, Cubs, Bulls. I don't know his name. That's bad. I know he's been there for seven years. I know. I know his fanhood because he's from Chicago. I know he works at a car dealership. I can't tell you him or his wife's name. Not a clue. Not hundred guesses. I wouldn't get it. Just a lot of hey man's when you see him. Oh, I, I am the pronoun king. Hey man, what up, homie? Hey G, big pimp. What's going on, dude? I. If you hear me call me, if I use your name when I'm talking to you, you should feel very privileged. You really call your neighbor Big Pimp? I have done it before. <laughs> he hates you so much. They love that first when they first moved in. They came to the first our, our derby party, and that was like like eight years ago. And I haven't been back to derby parties since. That sounds about right. I still talk to him though. Probably because you called him Big Pimp. <laughs> no, they are they are not the first but second neighbor to put my privacy pins in the last five years though around me. Really? I still think it's because of the hot tub thing, though. Remind me again? Oh, because you get... I do my hot tub. Well, you I, also I, go, like, you walk around in your underwear outside. Well, yeah, but at least the, but when I go to the hot tub, I usually just, you know, go all natural. I put a privacy fence up, too. <laughs> I put a privacy mode up. 
I mean, you don't have a privacy fence now, do you? We have a fence. We have fences on. Well, it's a right privacy now. fence, though. What I mean, just like the, the height. Yeah, obviously, yeah. I mean, we have, a, I guess, a privacy fence in our back. Yeah, because I have. I mean, I have, a, I have the metal like metal fence all around my yard, but, but it's besides, not. Besides, yeah, we have small yeah. fences. I mean, we like I always talk to our neighbors in our backyard. Like we have Pam next door, who's awesome. See, I, Josh I, and Lindsay do our other side. Who have they have now have a little girl and they're about to have another one. So we yeah we like talking to them. I mean, when I see when I yeah I used to when before they moved out, Miss Proctor, my former teacher, lived there. With, uh, I would talk to her in the backyard. Uh, on the other side of me, uh, uh, I do know her name. Her name's Donna because I grew up with her son. Um, they they don't have a privacy fence, which I kind of wish. Not that I don't love them, but when her when her son comes over or her daughter comes over, they each have dogs, and it's a boxer, and that thing will just run back and forth with my dogs barking for hours. I'm like, kind of wish y'all had a privacy fence a little bit. Yeah, like because I could, it's it can be annoying after a while. I don't blame you. Yeah, but that's all. But they don't they don't mind the hot tub thing. <laughs> <laughs> you know that for sure. I mean, at least I went when I first got it. I used to go out there with like the speaker because I like listening to music when I'm laying in the house. Who doesn't, right? So, but I used to have a speaker on. So now, but at least I've moved, you know, advanced, and now I have like the waterproof uh, earplugs, like uh, ear ear things I wear. So now I don't have any people want to hear my music when I'm laying in the hot tub. There you go. They don't want to see me either, but that's no here nor there. All right. Uh, we, <laughs> how about this? Just across the the timeline here, I'm saying via TF Gridiron, their their formula, which is used by ESPN, they've got the percentage odds of teams to win the ACC championship in football this year. They give Clemson a 29% chance to win the ACC. So this is going against the the common thought, the human polls, the, the, the preseason prognostications that have Florida State as the favorite in the ACC. They've got Clemson having a 29% chance to win the league. They've got Florida State having a 28% chance to win the league. Then North Carolina at 10%. And then your Fighting Cardinals of Louisville with an 8% chance to win the ACC. We should be higher than that. I'll take eight after the last few years. It's felt I mean, like negative five since, like, basically since 2018. I'll be honest. When you started with Clemson at 29, I thought we were going to be like 30. Well, Clemson, Clemson's first, so. <laughs> I, was, I, thought, I thought that's where you were going with that, actually. <laughs> How's Clemson first? They're not. No one's picking them. Even. <laughs> yeah, Clemson's got the best chances at twenty nine percent. I thought we were going to be thirty. <laughs> I did. I had a hope. If nothing else, this show makes me feel so much better about my math skills because I've always been made. Like my friends constantly make fun of me about my math, and just coming on here, I'm like, you know, the shoes on the other foot for a change for at least three hours a day, and it feels nice. It feels nice to be to to be the bullier. When it comes to to, to, to math, the so so if I'm helping you feel better about your own the bully, math skills, the bully. do what <laughs> meaning right into what I was going to ask next. If I'm helping you better feel better about your own math skills, what I do make you feel bad for like the school system with my English? What? <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't a riddle. I, <laughs> it was I, <laughs> kind of was. I, what am I? I'm supposed to feel bad about myself for English? Or? No, I'm supposed to feel bad because my English is worse than my math. Oh, I know that. Yeah. I mean, oh, I'm glad. I mean, don't don't think about it. I thought it this was going to be a role reversal. No, no, no. There's no, there's no, there's no swinging in this one. No one, no one, no one putting their keys in the in the hat. I bring nothing to the table. I can't say I blame you not wanting to. You were wearing pineapple socks. Um, pineapple socks. Yeah, pineapple is like the international sign for. I, I think you told me it before. I We're never knew that. I'm wearing, have you seen, you even noticed, you didn't say anything about my socks. I'm wearing penny socks, my dog. 
on the socks today. <laughs> do, you have, do you have your dog on your socks? Yeah. Every Ugh. every holiday, Mary will get me like a pair of socks, like one with like Virginia's face on them, and then I've got like late, she updated last year on Father's Day with like uh, John and Virginia. Like I've got the I think it's called Pup Socks. It's the website. I'm gonna get you some Pup Socks. Yeah, something picture. tells me that's something she came across on Facebook on the feed. Probably I, I think it was one of those for yeah, sure. It's got a, that screams Facebook feed sale. Yeah, I think it was because <laughs> I see him now all the time. Too. Like we got him for my dad. We got him, we always get him socks with the, the the kids' faces or his. He's obsessed with his Irish setter. Uh, so we got him. Those. Is it the actual now? Is it the actual picture of Penny or is it just an Irish set? No, no, it's a picture of Penny. You you submit a picture of your dog oh, or whatever, that- and then like they put it on there for you. Like that's all you have to do is hit like upload on a picture oh. and they send you the socks. See, that's so much better because see, I fell for one of those the shirts, and like it 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 just says all I need is weed and my dogs. And it's <laughs> <laughs> that's what the shirt says. And I was like, and you know me, it's like after a minute, I'm like, that's me. I've never worn the shirt. I don't know why, but I'm never gonna wear this. There shirt. was some some of the Instagram targeted ads. I'm like, who do they think that I am? Like, like there's one that's like it was like a gift for your mother-in-law or something, and it's like, it's like, sorry, I'm the best, most awesome, hundred percent son-in-law that ever existed. And I was like, if my mother-in-law gave me this, I don't know what I would think. I think I chose poorly. Yes, but I, I so I bought this shirt, but the, like it shows that picture of the dog. But they don't like let you do that. You had to like go through like uh, generic, like cartoonish looking. No, nah, these like, are this is the real deal. And my dogs aren't like. I mean, you're, uh, Penny's like a pure, right? No, no. Oh, she's not. Okay. She's like seventeen different things. Yeah, and see, mine are two, but I mean, they kind of look like you know German shepherds a little bit, but they have the ears down, not up. Right, Khaleesi does for sure. Yeah, and and, and the, the colors difference, like like the black lab can kind of look like Arya. I know you've never seen Arya, but that can pass for Arya. But like Khaleesi's got to have the ears up. Looks nothing like my dogs. So I'm like, I mean, and weirdly enough, that's like the reason I don't want to wear the shirt, not the statement. <laughs> but that's, that's it. And I'm just like, oh, man, I kind of ruined the shirt. We get a whole lot of. I also bought my mom a mug that had the the, the same pictures of them with the lyrics to uh, the police, you know, every step you take. Uh, it was like every snack you eat, every something you eat, I'll be watching you. are an you. Instagram advertiser's dream. Oh, they Facebook love advertiser's dream. I went from buying that crap at the register while I'm waiting in line to buying stuff online in the feed. Like that's the modern day version, right? It really is. It is. It's like it's like it was so much cheaper to buy a two dollars worth of Kit Kats than it was three T shirts for sixty bucks. I just said something I was going to say, and I've completely forgotten about it. I have that happen to me I, all the time. Yeah, I don't know. We're, we're, I feel like my mind has become your mind in the last year. I don't, I don't, I don't like it. It's I'll be wearing not, a condom. It's dirty in there. It definitely scares me. The fact. That, I mean, I literally had something like five seconds later. I was like, I'm going to talk about this, and then I just, I just completely lost it. Um, That's why I talk so quickly. Yeah, that's I, why I don't wait for you to stop because I'll, I'll forget too. I've totally forgotten. I don't even know what it was. I, I could not. I cannot remember. What at happened all. to Linda Carter? She's trending. I'm sure it's nothing. Chances I see that Denzel Washington gift the first thing I click on. Um. Nope. Nope. It's, it's, I'm scrolling down. I haven't seen it yet. She's just fine. Yeah. Good. Yeah. At least you're in a Wonder Woman movie, I guess. Let's take a break. Uh, I'll try to think about what I was going to say. I've got no idea what it was. We're going to give away uh, two tickets to Racing Louisville after the break, and then we'll also talk about yet another quarterback joining the fray for Louisville uh, football. And it has developed into a, a little bit of a mild fan controversy. We'll discuss that and get your thoughts uh, on the Thornton sex line at 502-414-1450. So Mike Rutherford Show here on 1450 and 96.1, The Big X. 
and it is the Thursday edition of the Micro Show here on 1450 and 96.1 The Big Eggs. Uh, during the break, I was checking the phone. Sean Moth had a great idea for a fan interaction segment for the show. Fans submit the URL or a screen cap to a bio page of an athlete. Then you have to say their name in your big PA voice with no pronunciation guide or previous look at it. So it's just going to pop up and like you'll have to be like like yesterday we were talking about like the Curtis Lechison was the the Avalanche player from the, the 90s. Yeah, you I, I like, Curtis Lechison, but you got you have to do it in the big boy voice. Oh, I can do you mean like in my transfer portal singing voice? Yes. I can do that. Yeah, I'm up Sean there. has sent in a, a Buffalo Sabres player. I'll be perfectly honest. I don't even know how to say this, but like, I believe I, it's Zemgis Gergensen. Well, hold on. I don't want to hear any previews. How do I how do I get it? Is Sean gonna text me? He's gonna email. I mean, I can send it to you, but okay. this was just his like basic idea. So what do we do if somebody sends it to the text line? I mean, I can open the text line if you need me to. It'd be a screen cap, and then I would just have to text it to you, I guess. I can. Well, I can. Like I said, I can open this, the text line over here. But I think that's a good idea. I mean, it, we can make. I think that could be fun. You just tell me, uh, like the last like two digits of the number, and I can like click on it. Yeah, we can do that. Uh, I remember what I was going to say before we were we were talking about because your dogs are. They're rescues, correct? No, I, I bought them from a, oh, okay. a breeder. Yeah, I've, I've, I'm bad. I guess I've never actually gone to a. I, my, the first time I was going to buy a dog, I was going to get a cocker spaniel from the pound, and they had to make me jump through hoops. And by the time I got back, somebody adopted it, so I ended up buying Donovan from a pet store. And, uh, and, the, and then that, that was you know, back in 2000. So when I went to get Khaleesi and Aria, I thought I could go to a pet store. No, 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 no. I got to learn very quickly. You don't go to pet stores and get dogs anymore. And I had to drive to uh, Elkert, Indiana, the home of Sean Kemp, and an Amish, Amish paradise place. And gotcha. Got to have some. So, yeah, because Penny is, she's very much, she's got like 17 different things in her. We get a whole lot, like when we're walking her, there's a whole lot of like, oh, your, your dog's very cute. What is she? And I'm like, I have no idea. Like they, <laughs> You don't have like a given answer at least no. to say something? I, I mean, what, My given answer is they told us, we don't know what she is, but she's pretty cute. Do you want her? And <laughs> that's what happened. I like, use that line at the bars. Yeah, we, we did the thing where, you know, Mary and I both desire to live a life that's been lived a billion times before us. So, you know, we moved into a house. We got a dog before we were going to have kids and uh, that whole thing. So we were looking for a dog, and we saw her on one of the rescue centers. We went to that rescue center off Westport Road. And, yeah, yeah. like, she was, you know, she, she looked very cute. And we're like, you know, all this stuff. And it was the least Hollywood, like, meeting. You know, typically, you know, the dog's, like, shy. And then, like, you know, you go over to see her and – she comes out just for you, and she's like, she kind of has like tears in her eyes and the droopy ears, and the droop- and then she just lights up when she sees you, and you took her like, no, Penny just started attacking us right off the bat, and this is the dog you're like, I want, just biting the hell out of us, and Mary and I were both like, I mean, you know, <laughs> like if we hadn't decided, <laughs> if we hadn't decided like who we wanted to look at before we got here, we would have been like, well, we don't, want, we don't want this one, but when you come there with a the mindset of we want to adopt this dog, and then she's going, you can't be like, well, now we don't want her. You know, you just you have to be heartless. So it was kind of like a, I guess we'll still take her, but she is my god, rambunctious, just biting the hell. Like we're, we're both leaving the, we're walking out of the cage just with like blood everywhere and scratches, and she was, uh, it was not the like the the Hollywood story of adopting a dog, and she's been. She's, How old was she when you got her? She was young. I mean, she was probably like three months old. Oh, because she was still a puppy. Okay. She was a, she was a real puppy. Oh, I guess I figure when you adopt a dog, because it's hard to get puppies at the, like, the main society. She was born in June, and we got her right before Labor Day, like September. That was the, the <laughs> that was the thing. Don't forget the meat buttons in her. Oh, uh, thank you. That was that was the thing with me. Not I, I feel bad because, I mean, you know, I, I'm the same. I'm the guy who changed the channel when you hear Sarah McLaughlin start to come on the channel, on the, on the TV. And 
You don't want to see those faces. Not because you're heartless, but because no, they because oh, it breaks my heart. Yeah, I have too much of a heart. I'll probably drive over there in the middle of the night and like steal all them all to bring them home. But um, I, I don't know. I always I, I prefer like the if I'm going to get a dog, I like I want a younger dog. It's hard to get puppies at the main society. Like they go fast. It's like you know adopting a kid. I guess they do you know? for sure. They go very fast, and it just makes me feel bad because you know some the dogs that are a couple years old are still they're they're good dogs, but. You know, I guess, you know, I wanted to, and I wanted to from the same litter this time. That's why I got my girl, my girls, and mine was a Hollywood. Like, I pulled up, I was picking between four of them, and as soon as I pulled up, the first thing, no shock here, Khaleesi comes running up to me and, like, jump, tries to jump in, jump in my lap, which, I mean, you've met Khaleesi. That's, that's one of She's still that way. And poor Artie was caught up in her leash and was, like, felt, looked so helpless. I'm like, I want the excited one, and I want the helpless one. Plus, it didn't help hurt that Khaleesi was the only one that wasn't all black, and I was afraid of it. I got two of them that looked alike. I'd never be able to tell the difference. And that's just, <laughs> I'd be like a bad dog owner, but that's uh, one of the dogs. <laughs> uh, we mentioned Racing Lou getting ready for a, a big game on yeah. Saturday against North Carolina Courage there. Um, uh, Ryan Zell, the general manager, actually wrote a letter to fans kind of saying, Look, we're hosting North Carolina Courage on Saturday. They're only one point ahead of us in the standings for the sixth and final playoff spot. We want the crowd to be loud. We want more people to come to games. It takes winning. The team is winning now. They're offering $15 chairback tickets. Go to racingloufc.com slash tickets. You can also call 502-LUCITY during regular business hours if you want to get tickets. If you want to risk it, we're about to give away two for free for this Saturday's game against uh, the NC Courage. 8 p.m. under the lights should be fantastic weather. It's going to be a terrific atmosphere out there at Lynn Family Stadium. And the the question is going to be pretty straightforward here. First person to correctly send in the answer at 502-414-1450. You're going to get hooked up with two tickets. Uh, Racing Lou, including their most recent match in the, uh, US, uh, in the NWSL Challenge Cup. How many consecutive matches has Racing won? What's the winning streak right now? First uh, person to correctly answer that question, 502-414-1450. You're going to get two tickets to Saturday's game against the North Carolina Courage. It's a big match. Again, looking for the hunting the playoffs. They want to uh, to make it, and they're playing a team that's just ahead of them in the standings. would be great to get three points. Let's make it happen. I thought you were actually asking me for a second. That's what the answer is. I don't know the answer. I was going to guess, though. We've already got a winner. <laughs> I stopped myself very quickly when I heard you. Text, I'm like, oh, I thought he was just randomly asking me. I'll give pro- Every single person who's texted in so far has gotten it correct, besides the one person who just said Pele. Um, <laughs> the, well, I'm seeing two different answers. Though. Oh, it was this, the 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 first? Okay, yeah, yeah, we've got it. That was that. I was going to guess the second answer. The, the one, the one over that. The winner has been identified. The correct answer is three. Racing Louisville has won three consecutive matches. They uh, were so close early in the season, kept having a bunch of draws. They took out Ola, Ol Rain back on April 29th. Then uh, they took out the uh, let me take the back. They took out the Red Star Chicago Red Stars back on May 12th. Then beat the KC Current last week in the first match of the NWSL Challenge Cup. And then last Saturday took down KC Current again in KC two nothing to notch their second straight league victory. Three straight wins overall. They'll go for four in a row Saturday night eight o'clock Lynn Family Stadium. And now one lucky listener has two free tickets. You know why I think I'm more of a fan of the women's soccer league than the men's? Why? Because they do what I have been begging for. They're, all their teams have nicknames. I've never understood why soccer clubs can't have nicknames. Like that, so have them just want to be like just they want to just be called FC or the club. It's like I, I, I want like 
you know, Red Bulls and racing, you know, little racing and, you know, current and, and. I mean, every MLS team has one. Not No, they don't. What are they, LA they're, Galaxy. Wasn't well, it like Kansas, this Kansas City Sporting Club? But that's not a name. Columbus Crew. Crew does. Chicago Fire. Chicago Fire. Uh, DC, does D, is it DC United. DC that, United. Now, does that count? Because the United's used to, like, generically by other clubs, though. Does that count as a nickname? Well, I mean, it's like saying the Racing Louisville, I guess. But, I mean, Lou City doesn't have, uh, City doesn't have a nickname. Unless we go by the big perps. They don't, no. Well, that's that's Racing Louisville's big perp. <laughs> oh, my bad. I thought yeah. they were both perp. Lou City, I believe, is informally referred to as the boys in purple. Oh, uh, I always call them Purple Haze. <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> I mean, why they don't come out to that song with a, with a big giant bah, purple song? Bah, bah, How bah, awesome bah, would that bah, be, right? Bah, bah. Coming through the tunnel like your Miami in the 80s, but it's a purple song. Dude, I mean, marketing, call me, people. I could say uh, you you got twelve thousand. I'm getting twelve. I'm getting sixteen thousand there. If you ask me, I don't have any percent people. They'll be in Raptors. They'll be getting on the Ferris wheel to Carnival, not for the ride, so they can get a view of the set, the, the game. Five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. Texas today is the last day of school at Jeff, and I'm one very celebratory teacher. First year done. Congratulations on yeah. year one in the books. Hopefully, many more to come. Wow. You chose to teach high school. You are a brave, brave soul. God. I mean, no Like, if you were going to teach a, 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 a school, like, if you were like, Mike, you have to be a teacher, which amazingly I'm not because everybody else in my family is, what grade would you, where would you go? I mean, I guess I'd go for college because it's the most money in it, but you have to go to, like, grad school and do all that stuff. And No, we're, we're, I mean, that's, but that's, yeah, college, but then you got, you're dealing with something kind of pretentious. I want to teach law school. <laughs> My one year finishing near the bottom of the class, I'd love to teach law. No, you got you got to go. You got to go. The younger kids or the so you're the saying kids. like K through twelve, like yeah, no, no yeah. preschool, yeah, no, no higher education, no, no no preschool higher education. I'd probably want to go like young, like first second grade. Yeah, I mean, I feel like that would be easier. The junior high is. I honestly, I'd rather do high school than junior high. Junior high kids Ooh. are the meanest people in the entire world. I don't know, really. You'd go yes, thirteen, fourteen year olds. No, I want no part of that. Not that you act like high schools have any more respect. I mean, I think, the, I think at a certain point they do. Like, I felt like... Yeah, but at least with the middle school, you can still beat them up if they, fight, they come at you. I don't know about that. High school... You've seen some of these middle school kids. <laughs> That's true. I'm not exactly in great shape these days. <laughs> I might not have a chance in, the, in an elementary school. <laughs> kids, like, grabbing on your legs and thinking, I mean, <laughs> tearing me down. <laughs> I'd, be, I'd be trapped and tied down like Gulliver. I got a question for you. <laughs> What age do you think – this is going to be a difficult question to follow. I love summer radio. I know. What age do you think you have to stop it at where you could beat every single blank-year-old in the world at one-on-one basketball? Let's say a one-on-one game to five. You could be like, – clearly you could beat every two-year-old in the world at one-on-one basketball. Oh, right? yeah, yeah. At what age does that stop? At what age is there a, a kid who would beat you in a, in a game at one-on-one basketball? Right, right? now? Right now. Like, I think that I could beat every – Nine year old, but I don't know. Oh, no, I think I can still be nine because I'm just because of height. Like, you back nine- him down, but like those nine year olds are going right around you. There's a kid, there's a nine year old out there that can shoot, and if you press up on him, he's going to go right yeah, around you. Yeah, you but can, you can still give distance and still get the block, happy go, uh, Billy Madison style at that age, really. Can you? I think I'm, I'm, I'm thinking like 11, maybe. I'm, I'm oh, there's, there's a 10 year old there out there that will whoop your ass. You think <laughs> Guaranteed. Guaranteed. I was playing half court, right? Half court. Okay, one on one half court. We're going to play to 11 more than one. No, I went by more than one. Make it, take it. <laughs> yeah. I've never been a make it, take your fan personally. Um, I think I, no, I think I can get in 10 and under. 
I, I, I'm willing to put I'm willing to put fifty bucks on there. There's no ten year old out there can beat me. I think you're drastically underestimating now, the we get like, old legion of, of now, basketball players out there, and maybe <laughs> overestimating yourself. <laughs> Victor uh, Wimbledon was like eight feet tall when he was ten years old. Uh, I mean, there's somebody. I mean, no, I think I think I, I'm safely can say I think I would whoop any ten year old. There's a ten year old out there somewhere that would no just, bring it. That would beat you, and not just beat you, but beat you badly. Okay, I would say let's go online and see if we can find a ten year old, but that's not probably a good idea. Ten year old, we're searching for a ten year old who who's a good ball handler, special ten year old boy, must look mature. <laughs> Patrick says, "I think there's an eight-year-old that could beat Trevor." I honestly, I think you're. Oh no! I think you're overestimating by at least one year. I have two. coached eight. I coached eight to ten-year-olds in little league for ye- for several years. No, now tw- now eleven, twelve. Trevor yeah. was like fifteen years ago. So I mean, I mean yeah, he's like twenty years ago, actually. I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm not saying I'm beating them now because they're thirty, but I mean, when you get a current eight-year-old, twelve, I know I'm not doing because I remember I remember Adam Charles was almost dunking at twelve. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, they're like. I, I was, like, stressing him. to – like, my nephew is good at basketball. He, he plays at Trinity. Like, I was definitely stressing to beat him when he was, like, 12. That, well, he's, that not, was, he's not Trinity. Oh, he's a Trinity now. Okay. Yeah, that was the first time where I was like, okay, this is – I'm having to work pretty hard. Yeah. Here. No, but 10 – I no, I think I think I can still do 10. There's at no best, way. 9. I know I'm not getting – if you're single digits, you're not getting to double digits scoring on me. Which, I mean, i got to ask the question. Like, okay. Do you think you could make it through a game to 11 against anybody? Half court, Yeah. You think so? You gotta remember though. That not only do they have, if, if they can score me, maybe, but are they gonna be able to stop me? Like what? T- what ten year old is gonna be able to stop me from just going and hitting a layup? I know, but can you make layups at this? Point? Yes, I can. If make you lay- miss it, you're not getting the rebound. Oh, I just I don't know about that. If it comes right back to you, yeah, but you're I mean, not. I don't even have to jump, and I can probably out rebound ninety percent of the nine year olds. Well, yeah, if the ball comes right to you. But well, you gotta in, move in my it. vicinity. I, I'm I'm have decent hands. I'm soft hands like Troy Jackson. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. The internet was working so well here. Now it just stopped. I mean, probably because you went searching for a kid online. It's like, <laughs> it cut us off. Yeah, I know. I, 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 I mean, yeah. I mean, if you, listen, if you're out there and you're listening. You got a kid that's decent basketball and he's 10 and under. Bring no, it. Don't, don't. Please bring don't. Over. We're not setting that up. I, I'm let, let the record show I'm taking no part in that. I'm not setting up a game between you and an eight year old. I mean that. I'm not being hypnotized. I'm not losing to a nine-year-old, a ten and under. I mean, Trevor, you were. You didn't know if you could walk across the Big Four Bridge. Yeah, but I'm not walking that. that that's far. I walk farther across the Big Four Bridge than I would walking and playing in a one-on-one game. You are underestimating how much it takes to score eleven points against anybody. I'm not underestimating. I don't play basketball. This isn't pole vaulting. Something I've never done. When's the last time you but played basketball. Uh, define what you what you call basketball. Like any sort of game, like pickup. Whatever. Okay, that's been a while. Now we did a show at KRC over at at, uh, at Saint X one day, and I shot. We were in, did it in the basketball gym, and me and Roush shot free throws. No, it doesn't count. Shot jump shots walking around, but that's just the equivalent of what we do in a half court game. I'm not going to dribble around a lot. All I have to do is literally turn around, put my butt out, and just back up and hit a layup. And if it's make it take it, the kid's screwed. I don't even think it's the world. I think I think the best nine year old in Jefferson County could be. <laughs> oh, really? I do. They do love their basketball here. I mean, is there another little Romeo out there? I mean, a little, <laughs> a little Romeo. Romeo. <laughs> Not the rapper. Oh, the Langford. Langford. <laughs> Not no Romeo yeah. Langford. Is there, is there a second coming of Abraham Lincoln in this in this county again? Or I mean, <laughs> uh, Patrick said, "I think I could get 
Patrick said, better question is, if you get $1 million for however many years old he is, how old would you fight Mike Tyson at? It must be an age that he's already been. I mean, I wouldn't, I'm not fighting Mike Tyson at any age. He's already been. I saw Mike Tyson at 16. He would have he would have eaten me and like spit me out at 16. Mike Tyson would have whooped me at probably 12. Yeah, my answer is the same. I'm, I'm probably having to go to like 8. I, I think I could beat up 8-year-old Mike Tyson. Past that, I'm I don't not, even. I don't have much confidence in 9-year-old Mike Tyson, me taking him out. The problem is, is you've got to be able to. Use your reach on him because I mean, even 12, even like 10 year old Mike Tyson's probably got a punch that's gonna, even if he can't reach my face, he's gonna hit me in the gut and probably hit me in the kidneys and knock me down. Yeah, Patrick said, I think I could get 10 year old Mike Tyson for 10 mil, but I don't want to try him any older than that. And no, look, Patrick's big, he is, he's, he, he can move a little bit more, but I mean, still, I would, yeah, I mean, my only shot with Tyson would probably be like diapers, like if he was like three, just beat up baby Tyson, yeah, like that. <laughs> Like the one guy, you want some? they got to be get up. They got to stole all these bikes before he learned how to box. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's, that's, <laughs> Why are you crying? It's like you haven't even started fighting. He's just crying because he's a baby. Uh, the doctor's like, "It's a boy, Mrs. Tyson." I just come up and smack him. <laughs> Ten million. <laughs> Give me my money. <laughs> Scoot says, "I'll raise Patrick's eight and take a six-year-old to beat Trevor." Oh come on, Scoots. Won't you play me? You're as tall as a six-year-old. <laughs> oh, I couldn't help that. I'm sorry. I think you could. <laughs> Uh, six is too young. I, I think you could beat every six-year-old in the world. They, I, I don't know if I should say thank you for your confidence or not. You're talking about me beating a six-year-old. I wouldn't bet on it, but I would. if I had to bet, I would take you over every six-year-old in well, the world. Thank you. I would take that bet. Texas says the best nine-year-old in Louisville would 100% beat Trevor unquestionably. The oh, best no. six-year-old in the world probably would. Who's the best nine-year-old in Louisville? Do we do we have like a middle school <laughs> grading we, list? No, we're not doing this. Do we get, Where's Clark Francis? Do we have Bob Gibbons on the phone? Get, get Hoop Scoop <laughs> back up and running. Yeah. I mean, what? I want to do the best. Jody, <laughs> let us know. Somebody's got to know. Why is Kenny Payne not recruiting this kid? What's what was? The, give me one of those kids that, that Glisby tried to recruit back in the day, GG something and other uh, whatever their names are. He ended up going to like a D three school. Oh, all three of them. It was, it was something Avery, I now. think. Yeah, I, I, I on the radio when he committed with Matt Jones, and he was like trying to talk him up too. I was like, I was like, you can't do this. I I got to interview the three with Matt Jones and Jody too. Actually, uh, Matt did not like my interviews. He was, uh, I think I was like, "What does GG stand for?" <laughs> That's like my question. <laughs> Texas, says I picture Trevor dribbling like Stanley from the office. Uh, I can't picture yeah, you playing yeah, basketball. I'm, I'm not gonna lie, dribbling is not my forte. Um, but besides that, <laughs> yeah. you destroy these ten year olds. I mean, I'm not a. Be- the problem is, is that I. So I had a court in my backyard. I had a, you know, goal in my backyard. But my house until we we had septic we didn't have a sewer system in my grandma's neighborhood until I was like fifteen, so we had septic tanks, and because of that we couldn't put concrete down where the goal was because the septic tank was underneath it. Oh, and I had now there's a, I had a sidewalk that goes from like my my back porch to what was a dog yard, so there was like one line of concrete I could dribble on, but for the most part I was just shooting jump shots and not dribbling, and I, I look like you know uh, your boy Jimmy and the Hoosiers. You know, just shooting shots on a dirt, on a dirt. I was the same. I was, I was very much a driveway bass. Like, I was a great shooter because I all I did was, like, we had, my parents had the, like, like we had the, the same goal. So it was cemented in the ground. And, like, we had, we'd put, like, the little, the chalk out there. So we had, like, a full lane, like a three-point nah, line and all that stuff. And, like, I, it's so sad. The goal actually got knocked down during one of the storms a few months ago. And it's so weird when I go to my parents' house now. Like, the tree from the neighbor's yard is, like, overhanging to where you can't really shoot. And now the goal's gone. And, like, the, the line is so faded. Because, like, I was – I mean, didn't matter what the, the weather was, what the temperature was. I just shot all day, every day. 
and now it's a uh, yeah. The sad thing is, is that my backyard is very large. It's actually a double lot where like my grand I guess my grandparents when they got the house they got a double lot yard opposed to everybody single. So if you put like a goal on each side of my yard, I could and pave the whole. You, I'd have a full basketball court back there. That'd be nice. It's been like if you were to put even we like challenge a, every eight year old in Louisville to come them. to Trevor's house. Like I just walk drive around the. I mean, they can't find me. I'll just maybe I can just get a van. I can run around the neighborhood looking for the kids to play with. Like, <laughs> I mean, if they don't want to come, I can just offer them like you know comics and candy or something. I mean, what's the worst thing could happen? Okay, on that note, <laughs> we're calling it. Uh, we're putting a wrap on hour number one. We're gonna take a break. When we come back, we'll talk about the latest addition to the Jeff Brom's quarterback room and some more from you guys on the Thornton Sex Line at five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. It's the Mike Rutherford Show here on fourteen fifty and ninety six one. The Big X. Is this the Save by the Bell version? Well, no, it's Michael Bolton. Yeah. This is, uh, no, this is Save by the Bell. This is uh, Slater and Jesse singing. I will never not. I think I was like 16 before I realized they didn't sing this song. They do sing it. They do. This is the breakup. I hate you, Jeff. Yes. No. I don't know. I swear, I've told you this theory. I think that is why I don't trust women to this day because of that episode. I always love you, Kelly. But hey, how about one last stand? To make you cry. I, I, I think this day I don't like people named Jeff. I, I mean, I've heard Jeff. I don't like UCLA. Love Jeff Brom. And I, oh, I do love Jeff Brom. You're right. There is one good Jeff. Good what if Jeff he leaves Jeff. us for UCLA? <laughs> I'm going to find that actor and kill him. <laughs> Speaking of, I saw yesterday the the actor who played Major Slater, Slater's I, dad. I see. Passed away, and one of my friends texted me and was like, "They come in threes." And it was, <laughs> it was yesterday. It was uh, Tina Turner, Fusai Ichi Pegasus, the horse, the former Derby winner. Oh wow! And then the actor who played Slater's dad. I remember I thought Slater's dad was ta- uh, was Cheech, Cheech Marion at first when I was a kid. He did kind of look. He kind of like Cheech, Cheech Marion, Slater's dad. Was he now in the only? Was that his only episode? Was he was the, in a couple of one okay. episodes. But that was the big one. Was the one where Slater wants to go to Iowa for the wrestling, but he's hiding it from his dad. And, and he takes he does Zach goes in. No, no, that Zach plays his dad. <clears throat> which, which one's the one where Zach like acts like he's Slater and like says he wants to go to war against Canada? That's that one. Okay, yeah. that's one of my favorite ones. I always thought that was funny. Iowa. I owe uh, Zach ten bucks. <laughs> Here you go, buddy. That's the great news. I it's for me. I, I don't remember that line. I want to go watch this one now again. Watch it tonight. It's Bring it one. out. I'm not watching the one where that song's played though. It's oh, the break. It's heartbreaking. I mean, is that is that one of the saddest like television episodes? Like anytime because like there was a period of time where I was growing up, I would always watch Sports Center. But before that, I would watch Save by the Bell in the mornings before yeah. school. And if that episode was on before school, it just ruined my day. Like it was, it was the saddest third grader ever coming into class. It was done. I, had, I think I told you I had it, like I saved it like one day on my DVR like years ago. I was hanging out with this girl, and she's like looking through my door. She's like, "Why do you have a Say by the Bell on here?" 
It's like, and why is it like the, whatever it's called? He's like prom disaster. I'm like, I'm like, don't ask. This is why I don't trust you. <laughs> That's why I've got to say. Yeah, you want to know why? It's to remind me that no woman. If Kelly Kapowski can't be trusted, no woman can. I'm, not to give a Freudian inside to things, but it ain't my mom. I think it's that episode that is is, is deeply embedded in my uh, my relationships issues. Did you say a Freudian? Yes, I did. Frodo, <laughs> not Frodo. Lord of the Rings. Freudian. Sigmund lady. Freud. Sigmund Freud. <laughs> and it's, and it's, and it, what's his name? Freud. Freudian, yeah. Freudian. So you gotta like, you gotta like, yeah, you make, you gotta add stuff to it. <laughs> Freudian. Sounds like a good type of yogurt. What was Slater, what did AC stand for? Albert Clifford. That's right. Didn't the one, didn't he go to Hawaii in one of them too? Uh, he was going to move early on. Yeah, but he didn't. They threw a party. But then he did, but he wasn't actually going to go. He just didn't. He took advantage of the party. Yeah. And then, as, well, Zach was trying to get him get him gone. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Bad times, man. Zach, terrible human being looking oh, back on it, but it's fine. There's nothing funnier than the I hate Zach Morris skits on Funny or Die. The Zach Morris is trash. Or Zach Morris is trash. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Those are, those are those very are good. So good. I mean, they they can just literally do every show he they did and make it out of it. To this day, like I'll be watching a random other show, and I'll see like a, I was watching How I Met Your Mother the other day, and it had like a character on it that, I think it was like a relative that you'll never, I know that you'll never see again. As I'm watching the episode, I'm sitting there thinking, and then she left, and she killed herself, and we never saw her again. <laughs> what happens? Sometimes it happens. They say on Zach Morris's trash. All right, let's talk about the uh, the latest addition to the U of L football team. We found out today it was a surprise, kind of out of nowhere. But Harrison Bailey. Uh, 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 uh. Oh, okay. Thank you. Sorry. My, yeah. my apologies. My apologies. My apologies. I'm sorry. Before we get to this, let's let's do that. It's the transfer portal. The transfer. Who we got now? Who we got get? Could it be just another quarterback? <laughs> it is, because I, I said it already. <laughs> but, <laughs> Harrison Bailey. I know that name. A former five-star quarterback. He was one of the top 50 players uh, in the class of 2020 coming out of high school. Spent two seasons at Tennessee, got some run as a true freshman back in uh, the 2020 season, uh, played a little bit his sophomore season, and then transferred to UNLV, where he played sparingly last season. Uh, is transferring to Louisville. He will be a preferred walk-on. He's not taking a scholarship here, um, but he is a six foot five, 225-pound quarterback. His numbers, as a senior in high school when he played at Marietta, Georgia, one of the best high school football programs in America, threw 50 touchdowns and 10 interceptions, Almost uh, 4,700 yards led his team to a 14 and two record in the state championship. He was rated 99th in his class by rivals, uh, 47th in his class by ESPN. High five star, a uh, high four, four star in some scouting services, a five star in others. He chose Tennessee over Alabama, Georgia, and Ohio State. Coming out of high school, was an early enrollee. Um, made his first career start against Florida uh, when he was at Tennessee on December 5th, 2020. Led the uh, the Vols to a I was going to say led them to a victory, but they didn't. 31-19 loss, threw one touchdown, was 14-21 passing, and then started against Vandy the next week and led his team to a 42-17 victory. As a starter, 1-2 and two at Tennessee, four touchdowns, two interceptions, 578 yards. Then when Jeremy Pruitt was fired, made the move to UNLV, played sparingly, only started one game last season for the Rebels, did throw for 209 yards and two touchdowns in that game, which was a 27-22 victory over Nevada. Uh, comes here, again, as a walk-on, 
yet another body in the quarterback room. And I, I think that it's interesting, the reaction to this, because one, you could never have enough quarterbacks in, in a room. We've seen that firsthand in Jeff Brom at Purdue, right? Like the anecdote, every single Purdue game, if you watch them play at all last season, you probably heard that Aiden O'Connell was at one point the eighth quarterback on the depth chart when he came to Purdue as a walk-on. And then he became a pro prospect and a Big Ten starter who led his team to a Big Ten divisional title. Like you have to have eight quarterbacks to be eighth on a depth chart. Like we last year we had what four and a bunch of walk-ons. And now we're also in a position where we know that three of the guys that we have in our quarterback room this season are going to be gone. Like, like this is the last year for it's the first and only year for Jack Plummer. Brock Doman is done after the season with eligibility, and Evan Conley is done with this season after eligibility. Also, in this day and age, you're probably going to lose at least one player to transfer uh, who, who has you know, seemingly a chance to compete for a starting job. You've got Brady Allen locked in. You brought him over. He's a former highly rated recruit who's a redshirt freshman last season. You've got Pierce Clarkson coming in as a true freshman. You've already got Deuce Adams locked in for your next recruiting class. Like, There's a solid chance that one of those guys who is competing for the primary backup job this year is going to leave because he sees himself behind the depth chart after next spring practice, yeah. like, you need depth, yeah. and and you know it's it's never a bad thing to have Harrison Bailey. And now I'm seeing people saying like we have too many quarterbacks, or no. let's not get hyped up. I agree about the nobody's trying to hype up this kid and saying like he's another guy who can be for the starting job. You don't bring in a walk on from UNLV to compete for the starting job. You bring him in because you think that down the line maybe he could develop into something more. He could realize that high school potential, or because he just gives you a solid option. If you lose a couple of quarterbacks to injury concerns, which can definitely happen, so I'm I'm all for it. If he wants to come here because Jeff Brom is the the QB whisperer or whatever, whatever led Harrison Bailey here, you can't go wrong with having another former highly touted quarterback in your QB room who hopefully, if everything goes according to plan, won't see the field this year. No, no, I mean, is, is it me or is it crazy that that Brom's brought in more quarterbacks in four months than Satterfield did in four years? It feels like it for sure. I mean, it, 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 I mean, it almost. I know one of them, I guess, is technically his, or two if you count. I mean, Evan Conley, but I mean, he's brought, he, but just on his, he's brought in Plummer, he's brought in the, you know, now Bailey. You brought him, him I'm forgetting somebody else too. Up well, top. Clarkson's an incoming freshman. Clarkson's an incoming freshman. He's already got the recruit for next year, the, the, the bigger recruit. Yes, uh, Adams. He brought uh, Allen from his own school. I mean, that's. Yeah, it's four guys. That's I think that's more than what's than, than set up within four years. And I can tell you this I mean, after having some conversations last weekend. Jeff was Jeff and the staff were really upset to see Nathan McElroy, the walk on from Trinity, enter the transfer portal. Like they were like he was throwing the ball as well as anybody this spring. They really liked him. They thought he could have, you know, like Aiden O'Connell, could be a guy who went from walk on to getting meaningful snaps at some point down the line and could really help them. So they were bummed to lose out on him. And, and like I said, it's not about this season. If this season goes according to plan, Jack Plummer's going to take almost all the snaps. We're going to have a great year. And then mop-up duty, you get Brock Doman. Maybe you get a little bit of Pierce Clarkson. Maybe you get a little bit of Brady Allen, whoever wins that that you know backup job. And then you move on, and there's a huge battle next season. But like ideally, like Jack Plummer's the dude for this year. But after this year, Plummer's gone. Doman's gone. Conley's gone. And you've got a lot of youth competing for that starting job. And I mean, it... Let's just say it. Like it is likely that if it comes down to Brady Allen versus Pierce Clarkson next spring for the starting job, or whoever, you know, if we bring I mean, in a transfer, Bailey there as well. Still, I mean, yeah, yeah, maybe Bailey could. I mean, he's again, he's a walk on. You're not expecting him to compete for the starting True, job, but, but he could. He's a former five star. He's a big. He's a big kid. He's got the. the he follows the prototype, especially that Jeff likes to be sure. six four six five. But my, my point is, yeah. whoever loses that battle, there's a solid chance that they're going to wind up transferring. Like, like we oh, could, yeah. you know. 
we may never see Pierce Clarkson start a game at quarterback for Louisville. We may never see Brady Allen start a game at quarterback for Louisville. Purdue didn't. Yeah, if we go through spring next year and it's very clear that, like, hey, Brady Allen's the dude, or we bring in a transfer and that guy's the dude and Brady Allen's the backup, you can see Pierce Clarkson saying, like, look, I'm a highly touted prospect. I'm going to go somewhere else where I can play immediately. It happens at almost every major program in this day and age. So having a ton of quarterbacks in your QB room is certainly not the worst thing in the world. I mean, what do you think Harrison Bailey was in Tennessee before he got to us? Yeah. He was, I mean, and, and, and I mean, probably not, like you said, he's a big recruit. He, <clears throat> getting to, to, to play under Jeff might be, you know, probably know he may get developed. I mean, this is a kid, that, I mean, he played under Jeremy Pruitt, and then he got just beat out by Hayden Hooker, who's like 28. I mean, that's. Don't talk badly about a lion. I'm just saying, I mean, we don't know, I mean, in, in what you said, I mean, he looked okay in his time. I mean, and, and I know he, he went to UNLV, I can't. Speak for the quarterback guru that is their coach, Marcus Arroyo, but you know that's is that Bronson's brother. It's, I think it is actually. And that's wouldn't surprise me. I bet Bronson would love living in you in, in Vegas. I <laughs> or anywhere else where Louis legal. Legend. Yeah, but um, so yeah, I mean, I, I know you don't get. I'm not getting my you know, I'm not getting my hopes as high as I was last night watching Face Off. But I'm gonna be you know, I, I, it's nice to have like you said another body in there and one that. Whether he's you want to call him a bust not, he's he's a former decent recruit, and he's again he is a six five kid with a big arm who kind of falls in and check marks everything that Jeff kind of looks for in a quarterback more often than not. Even though Aiden was a little smaller, but you know he was also the eighth man on the bench. Yeah, I mean I, I think that it's just like I'm happy. I love to see it. I just even he may never play a snap here. You know I like like Vince Tile may never play a snap here, but you know what? Bring him in. But the variety is a spice of life, people. It's nothing to get, I think, too worked up over one way or the other, is the way that I would put it. No, I'd be, I mean, if I'm going to get worked up in any way, I'd be happy we have more depth. Yeah, and, I mean, you know, we also have Joey Gatewood now, too. Could well, play could play quarterback if we had. If oh, he's going to be, he's going to be like, he's going to be like the Cordell Stewart, but like, you know, slow and white. <laughs> <laughs> Not that slow. <laughs> but he's awfully white. <laughs> I don't know, maybe he isn't. Maybe he's, he's not that white. Yeah, you're right, he's got a good team. Yeah, he looks good. Spent yeah. a lot of time in the sun. I wish I looked like Joey Gatewood. He's a good-looking guy. I bet he, I bet he can be the ten-year-old. What is uh, who, <laughs> what does Roush call him? Finstyle. Finstyle. <laughs> Classic <laughs> summer conversation. <laughs> Joey Gateway, by the way, not white at all. Yeah, is he not? <laughs> no. <laughs> what is he? <laughs> I mean, he's he's not white. Well, I mean, <laughs> oh no, no, that dude, yeah. <laughs> He's somewhere in there. Mom or dad's got some white in him. All right. Uh, <laughs> I'm just saying. 502-414-1450 is the Thornton Sucks line. We'll take some texts from you guys. Uh, if you have any reaction to this news or anything else, we'll take it from you. Uh, Texture says, by the way, Lucidy already does do their player interest to Purple Haze. When you said that, you were like, they need to do it. I was like, you've never been to a game. They they might at this point. Like I don't, I don't know. It's been a while since I've been to a game. <laughs> no, I, I did not know that. We're going you know, to have Big X Night at, at, for Lucidy coming up. Are we really? Yeah, we're all going to go out there. Might get me to do the Has Has anyone not told me this yet? I mean. Well, I don't know if you're invited. I'm just Why would I not be invited? I'm just joking. Of course you're invited. I don't think you are. No, I am. <laughs> we're going to have it at some point this season. You are going to tell me, right? Maybe. We'll figure it out. <laughs> Texas, Trevor was, being, was concerned about being able to walk across a walking bridge. How does he think he'd be able to keep up with a 10-year-old in a basketball game? I mean, again. Again. The best basketball player. I'm six foot three, vertically and and and, and uh, both up and down, like way up and. 
I, I'm I'm gonna block nine out of ten of their shots. Okay, Trevor, the best ten year old in this city wouldn't just beat you. He would whoop your ass. Oh, now you're getting now I'm getting points. Yes, I, oh I'll give you five points against the best ten year old, not just in the world, in the where, city. Where the hell did we come? We went from like I don't know if you can beat him to like I'm getting points now. No, no, no I, I've been saying that since the beginning when you said ten year old, like nine years old. I, st- I think the best nine-year-old in the world could definitely be you. I think they probably, they, I think I would probably lose to the best nine-year-old in the world at this point. I'm at, insanely. Out of you have as much energy as I do with long COVID, though. Yeah, but I still can like move. I mean, I, I can, I can move like laterally to it enough. I don't think you can. Oh yeah. This, this, this kind of hate. I mean, I get you not thinking I can pole vault, even though that was BS. I get you thinking I can't be hypn- I can be hypnotized, even though that's I'm never, I can't. And I understand you having concerns about me walking a mile across the bridge because I don't even I question myself in that endeavor. But I'll be damned if I'm losing to a ten year old in basketball on half court. Not yet. The best ten year old in the world would destroy you in basketball. You you didn't even want to go out to the world. You were like, let's go to the neighborhood. Well, yeah, the best ten year old in the city would beat you in basketball. Bring it. There's kids in the streets out here. What's right now? I don't. Let's go out there. And see. First of all, we're in Jeffersonville. We're not in Louisville. Well, I mean, let's be honest. Indiana Indiana has probably produced more talent than Louisville has in the last 10 years. Nah. Yeah. I mean, Romeo and who else? Rhonda Moore. He's Trinity. But he he played like one year at Trinity. The rest was at Jeff. But he grew up in Louisville. But he, no, he didn't. He was born he was born and raised like on Romeo Street. I'm pretty sure he was. He lived in Louisville at some point. I can tell you that much. Yeah, when he went to Trinity, maybe. No, no, no before then. Like he, he I, spent, I'm pretty sure that him and Romeo grew up on the same block. Well, regardless, at some point, he spent a lot of time in Louisville. I know that. Well, it's like not like it's that far away. Exactly. That's, <laughs> that's the whole point. It's, I mean, you're making the same point. Fact is, we'll be we'll be there too, closer to seven than we'd like to be, but probably. <laughs> Texas, I teach at a K five elementary school and get out on the playground from time to time. I'm 47 years old, six foot three, 200 pounds, and can run enough to handle these fifth graders. But I wouldn't want any of some of these kids in middle school. Oh no! I mean, it well, was, 10's not really, 10 middle school. No, 10 would be like 4th grade. That's like, I was going to say, that's like 5th, I thought 5th, okay. But 12, yeah. 12 would be 6th graders, 13 would be 7th graders, 14 would be 8th graders. Yeah. I think I was 14 when I started high school, though. Because I turned, I think, because I turned 15. Yeah, you turned 15 in the middle year, your, yeah, your freshman yeah. year. Yeah, so, um, yeah, I was thinking 10, yeah, I don't want, no, I'm not messing with middle school. I had a hard enough time making my Say middle school. I had, I had a hard enough time making my middle school team when I was in middle school. I'm <laughs> <laughs> dealing with it now. <laughs> I think I told you, like my, my eighth grade year at Westport, like our coach quit. So like they, they, just, they didn't even want to find a coach. They just gave it to like some like math teacher. She had no idea. She's like, "So who's the pitcher?" I'm like, "Oh God." <laughs> it was so bad, embarrassing. That being said, I am beating it. <laughs> it's, we're doing this, maybe. We might have to do this. Find the we, we do tryouts. You didn't. You were desperate to not walk across the, the walking bridge. You want to play a full-on basketball game to eleven? Well, we're playing half court. It's still way more energy. You're, I, you're going to have I to don't, move. I don't you understand. I will move. I will move less in this game than I will walking across the bridge. No, you won't. It's more explosive movements, though. No, it's not. The kid, the kid, the kid's gonna take. It takes him like for his six steps is one step for me. I'll just block him. I've watched Billy Man. I've got this. I I would kill to have your level of self confidence. <laughs> You'd have to when you look like me going to a bar. <laughs> Texas, as far as the the fence is concerned, Trevor, it's got to be the dog bleep. No, because they've got dogs. 
Yeah, but they clean up after their dogs. I wouldn't. How would I know they have a privacy fence up? <laughs> Bro, I know they're, they're dogs. They do the same thing I do. Texture says, um, it's me, be me, get in the car, turn on the radio. It's set on 93.9. They're talking about the new quarterback commit. But I want to listen to Mike and Trevor, so I turn the dial and immediately hear, I don't know, I think I could beat an eight-year-old Mike Tyson. I'll never listen to anyone else. Take that other competition. <laughs> to be fair, we did talk about the quarterback commit. It just took us an hour. <laughs> we got to... <laughs> Texas doesn't Nanu hate Greer. Having both of them on at the same time would be hilarious. Could you also get the baseball player whose junk Greer was daydreaming about in the locker room? I love Greer, by the way. Uh, Sean Onowaku does hate Jeff Greer for some reason. Why does Sean Onowaku hate Greer? I don't know. We, Jeff doesn't know either. Like, it, Did he make fun of the granny shot? He he was always mean to him. And like One time, Greer was talking to him, and he straight up just like ran out of the locker room. And Kenny was like, I'm so sorry. Like We'll get to the bottom of this. We'll figure it out. But Nanu, just, he just did not like Jeff. And now Nanu's playing on the, the TBT team. So oh. we could get Nanu and Greer on the same day. Nanu's like one of those players like running with like Ellis Miles. I wouldn't want to piss off. I would not want to mess with Chinatown. Like I feel like he would just yeah, he just he'd hit me like a like like one of the what was that game where you hit the, the, the things when they pop up with the the with the mallet? Like, like he'd, he'd hit me like a whack-a-mole and like, knock me to the ground. That's not, the only thing that if he hated me, maybe he heard me talk about how the guy averaged almost as many offensive moving picks as he did rebounds one year. <laughs> Like I couldn't get through. I was getting three fouls a game on moving picks. It was driving me insane. Texas says, can any of these QB recruits play guard on the basketball team? Just kidding. Well, Where am I? <laughs> they are all mostly like 6'5". Yeah. And Allen's 6'5". Allen is 6'5". Bailey's 6'5". Pierce is too small. Pierce is too small. Sorry, Pierce. Unless he's Tyler Johnson. Uh, yeah. Plummer might be too small. He's only 6'3", right? I, that sounds right. I think, I think right. he's under, yeah. Um, I don't know who the recruiters will be bringing in next year as well. They, that kid's 6'5", I believe. Yeah, Conley's only like six foot. Conley's tiny. Yeah. Brock, I think, is like 6'3". Uh, Jack Plummer's 6'5". Oh, is he? Okay. So there's three guards for you there. Yeah. Boom. Boom. Uh, Texas, could Trevor survive a hurricane if the hurricane was named Hurricane Ditka? <laughs> what a great callback, by the way, right there. Ditka versus a hurricane. But what if the hurricane's name is Ditka? Texas, trivia... Which country outside of North America has the highest ratings for the NBA? He did not get the answer, but I think it's China. I would guess China. Because I think the ratings for the NBA in China are, like, outrageous. They usually are. That's why, yeah, that's the backlash people got for the NBA sucking up to China. Yeah. Uh, is that not, is that is the answer, or is they not give it to a they, so I said they didn't give an answer. Oh, okay. I'm almost positive. Who would be your second answer. guess if it's not China? Um, what, what was it? Was it say outside North America or outside USA? Outside of North America. Okay, so Canada doesn't count. Yeah, I'm throwing out Canada. Yeah, um, I would be a guess if he said USA. It'd be a European country, I feel like. I know the NBA is pretty big in like Italy and Spain. I was thinking the same thing, yeah. I was thinking, yeah. Who's well, maybe France. France, I think it does well. Yeah, I mean, especially with, with Victor coming out, possibly. But China, usually you're right, I think, yeah. Some, or somewhere in Asia in general. It's definitely China is, is, the, is the second I would, answer. Yeah, I would take that guess. Let's see. Global interest in NBA. Uh, actually, let's see. Come on, just give me the, just give me a graph. I'm trying to think of like foreign players right now. Well, I mean Greece with with Giannis, but I don't know if he's that. Apparently, it does really well in Argentina. What? I almost thought of that for some reason. I don't know why. Um, I believe the Argentina's. I mean, I don't want to read your words. Just give me the list. Argentina's, that's what I'm trying to. Argentina's for. had a long history of good basketball players. Yeah, I mean they 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 won the gold. I think the year that we. 
were so bad in 04, right? I think so, yeah. What was he at? No, I was going to say the guy that, that's considered like the Jordan of, your, of, of South America. That's, he was from Brazil. Brazil, right. Yeah, Oliver something, I that think. That guy like, just retired. Yeah. I think he did. He, I think he's not lying. He's like 60 years old, yeah. His name's Oliver something, I forget. I should remember. He's the guy that I, all, that's all you hear the old people. They're even older than me when they talk about what could have been if he'd played in the NBA. He's like the one guy that people still bring up. I can't find this, but I do find, I do find this list. Active players in the NBA by country. Now, at United States obviously is a dominant number one. Who do you think's number two? Canada. Canada's two. Yeah, they Canada, Canada slowly has really produced a lot of good talent in the last ten years or so. It's still not very close. I mean, one thousand three hundred fifty no, NBA but, players are American. Thirty nine are Canadian. No, now, but who do you think's third? This is where it gets interesting. That's so good. Um, I'm gonna go France. France French. is correct. Yeah. thirty two, and then fourth. Uh, fourth, I'm gonna say Spain. Spain is fifth. Okay. Australia's fourth. Really? That same areas connection. I mean, Dante Exum. Is he still in the league? Met Della Vadova. Uh, yeah. All those guys. Killing it. Texas says, TK is always referring to friends. Can you name the former UofL linebacker who appeared on the friends episode, the one with Ross's thing? I don't. I didn't know this. Oh, wow. No, I didn't know that. Nah, I, that's cool. One Ross's thing. I'm trying to remember which episode that I mean, was. I think that's the one where he's got the third nipple, right? No, it's not a third nipple. That's Chandler. He has the thing yeah, on his that's back. That's right. He's got the, and they bring and, out all the doctors. And, yeah, and it. it's the generic. It's like a David Spade. Like It's not David Spade, but somebody acting like that. And he accidentally cuts it off. It's the guy from right. Kids in the Hall. Um, I forget his name. Um, but, yeah, he cut, he actually cuts it off with his with his, with his watch. It's like a mole, yeah. Um, I guess is the linebacker the doctor, maybe? Who comes and sees that? Because I know there's a scene he goes to the doctor and like the doctor calls in like other doctors to come look at him because they're like, "What is this?" You know that whole that whole generic thing. It looks like he's like a shirtless interest. He's a firefighter who's interested in Phoebe and Frank. Oh, okay. I, that, yeah. That's when yeah, but she burns the house down, uh, the apartment. I, down. I don't even know this, but it's his name. It's Matt Pataglia. Apparently, played, I remember him. Played at Louis. You remember him? The name sounds familiar. It's not an hard name not to remember. He played. I mean, I'm, I know Mike Pataglia, the odd setter at Churchill Downs, but yeah. uh, Matt Pataglia yeah, played at Louisville, it looks like 1983 to 86. He was an All American linebacker and then spent uh, two seasons with the Browns and the Eagles um, and then went into acting. Well, wow, that's cool. Emmy winning producer. So, yeah, he's pretty. That's. I didn't. I really didn't recognize. I didn't know that. The name sounds familiar, because, and maybe it sounds familiar because of the guy you just, the other guy you mentioned. He co-produced the movie Brothers, starring Tobey Maguire, Natalie Portman, and Jake Gyllenhaal. Golden Globe nominated film. <laughs> he was in Joshua Tree. <laughs> I honestly cannot name you most of these movies he's been in. I yeah, a lot of them are are yeah, beyond. Now, t- now TV wise, he's he was all over. Twenty One Jump Street, Twin Peaks, Coach, Player. What's this player number one? Matlock? Silk Silk Stockings? Oh man. Oh yeah. You, you remember Silk Stockings, of right? I remember Silk Stockings. Oh good lord. Kids, where there was internet that we had silk stockings. I still say to this day, <laughs> I think the last time I came up I told the story, but one of the most vicious burns I ever heard was when I was in third grade, we had this class, it was like third and second graders together, and one of the second grade girls who was tiny. She, some other girl like pushed her and she was like, you dress like some of the girls from Silk Stock. <laughs> How old were you for that? I was like nine. The other girls were like eight. I was like, this is, I was like, what a vicious burn. I knew exactly what she was talking about and she was right. This guy has been in more one episodes only than I think anyone in history. 
And every show, Arliss, Pacific Blue, uh, 70s show, Third Rock from the Sun, Charmed, Malcolm in the Middle, NCIS, Bones, 24, Big Love, all one episodes. The Men- Big Bang Theory, Franklin and Bash. I thought that only lasted one episode. I was thinking Bash was on for a while. I know, I'm just kidding. And he, most recently, he was in MacGyver in 2020 for one episode. This, is, this dude is like, God, he's my hero. Uh, t- oh, Boise guy said, QB whisperer, who is he put into the league? Well, I'm so. Are you still hanging on Kellen Moore there, dude? I mean, David Blau is in the NFL. He technically is, yeah. He technically coached Brian Brom. He went to the league. <laughs> Aiden O'Connell, didn't he just, he's going to be on a roster. He just got drafted, yeah. He just got drafted. Uh, one of those Western quarterbacks, I'm pretty sure, got drafted. Uh, well, I mean, D- Dottie was drafted, yeah. Brandon Dowdy. Brandon Dowdy, yeah. He, was, he, he, uh, he played for the, uh, the Dolphins for a couple years. Yeah. yeah. Well, we just gave you three. Or four. Actually. They're still, like, and all those guys, maybe Blau's not, but all those guys are still. Oh, no, Blau's, still, Blau's a, a lion. Is he technically a lion? Okay. I, that's right, because he got cut by, uh, no, the Lions cut him, remember? Oh, they sure. did. And remember, uh, did, well, you didn't watch. I watched Hard Knocks. Okay, remember, he gets cut and he signs with somebody, though. I thought he came back. Maybe he did. Maybe he's in Hard Knocks, I'm thinking, if he, he came back. Uh, Blau is now, yeah, he plays the Cardinals now. Okay, yeah, okay. I, I, maybe I got picked up, but I couldn't remember he went back. Well, how many how many quarterbacks does Boise State put in the league? None, ever. I mean, Kellen Moore played for a while. Well, Kellen Moore, I think, is still playing. Well, he's a coach, isn't he? Is he? Isn't he the offensive coordinator in Dallas? I think you're right. I'm almost positive. Yeah, he retired in 2015. The who's, last, the who's last. Thinking of who's the Boise quarterback who's still playing? Uh, the the only one that's still technically close to being in the league is Brett Ripken. Ripken, that's not who I'm thinking of. Who's the the son of uh, Mark Ripken, the former MVP? He's, I don't know, if he, he's the last one to come out in 2022. I don't know who I'm thinking of. I mean, their best player right now is Alexander Madison, and he's the backup in, in Minnesota that I can see him offensively. Well done, Boise. Which I do like Alexander Madison. He's a good ball player. Oh, clear. Uh, they had a receiver go to Buffalo last I'm year. I'm thinking of right? Kellen uh, Mond. Shakir. Well, Kellen Mond played at uh, Texas A&M. That's, yeah, I'm totally wrong. He's that. a but boss. He, but he's still in the, like, he's been in the NFL forever. No, he's just on his second or third year. What? Yeah, he's he's young. Uh, well, then I, I still don't know who I'm thinking of. Then I'm thinking I don't of either. Kellen, who's been in the NFL. For this is how you feel when I'm doing this. Yes, exactly. Yeah, Kellen Mond was the 21 draft. Oh, so I'm totally wrong. He's he's about to get cut though. They hate him in, in Minnesota supposedly. <laughs> I'm not kidding. That's all I've heard. I mean, he's, they thought he could be the the replacement for Cousins, and he's been a total bust. Texture says, um, "Is Jeff rubbing it in on how many quarterbacks he can get?" It does feel like a statement. I mean, where he's like, I mean, because there are a lot. Like, say what you will about his lack of production at Tennessee or UNLV. There are a number of programs that would reach out to this kid and certainly give him a scholarship and be like, "Dude, you were a five-star player. You at least got on the field and put up decent numbers when you played at Tennessee. Um, we're going to give you a shot. Like, you may not have a starting job, but we're going to give you." And yet, Jeff's like, "You know, you may be sixth on our depth chart as a walk-on, but come here." And he's he's like, "Okay." I mean, cool, I find it hard to it. believe that you couldn't have kept a scholarship at UNLV, right? Yeah, I mean, you'd think so, right? I mean, I know he's he didn't like take the job from because the guy that he actually didn't that lost out to more often more often than not last year was a senior. I don't know if he's coming back, but he was uh, he was like a, he was like a th- I think a fourth year a third year senior or something. Doug Brumfield was uh, well, he was a first year senior, but I mean, I don't know who knows if he's coming back or not. 
Uh, let's take a break. Uh, people have a lot of thoughts on, on the text line. We'll get to you guys. 502-414-1450. I uh, do have a, a quick baseball note to get to that involves UofL. We'll bring that up as well. It's the Mike Rutherford Show here on 1450 and 96.1 The Big X. He missed the train, but then he took the next one. Yeah, but he never got to meet Carbonic. Well, he wrote. He wrote. He did. did you not read the, the postscript? He, he wrote her every day. They're still together. <laughs> but he did go to the convention. Okay, so he didn't meet but, Kurt. Okay. Yeah, he okay. met Kurt Vonnegut. Okay. <laughs> I, was, I love Kurt Vonnegut. Love. I, I think one of the only authors I know the name of because of his, his, his relevance in movies. Like for example, I was I was with a buddy and we were watching like, like that movie came on or something and or something some reference of his came up and he was like, "Who is that?" And I'm like, "He's an author. He did um, was it six um, the what what's the book he wrote? The something Six Degrees something or what? It has a number in it, right? Fahrenheit four fifty one. That's it. Something like that. I don't know. Anyway, but I only know mainly because of that movie and in the movie Back to School with Roddy Dangerfield when he he goes he, he earns in the English paper on Kurt Vonnegut and he gets a D. He calls and he had Kurt Vonnegut write the paper himself. <laughs> He's like, "No, Kurt, I'm canceling the damn check. You suck." And like, in the movie, Kurt Vonnegut shows up at his door. He's like, "I want my money." <laughs> Fahrenheit, Fahrenheit 451 was not. Kurt no, Vonnegut it was some. It was That's something else. What was it called? Fahrenheit 451. No, That's what, a Ray Bradbury book. No, Kurt Vonnegut had his, his most. Popular. I knew it was Slaughterhouse Five. That's it. Yeah, okay, I knew, I knew it had a number in it. Yes. Okay. Slaughterhouse Five. There you go. Which is referenced in Footloose, which is another reason I know who Kurt Vonnegut is. Okay. I did not know there was a Slaughterhouse-Five reference in Footloose. Yeah, that's one of the books they tried to burn while they're banning dancing. Oh. <laughs> Again, if it's not in pop culture 80s films, not a clue to me. <laughs> I, everything I know, I know from pop culture 80s films. Okay, everything I've fine. learned. That's, that's fine. Uh, I liked his. <laughs> if you're ever looking for like a quick read, Kurt Vonnegut's like, I, I, it's not technically a memoir, but it's like a. It, it's as close as he ever got to writing. I think it's the last book he ever published. Uh, it's called A Man Without a Country. It's, you can read it in like hour and a half, really? two hours. Very good. Like you think I can read it in an hour and a half? I think you could. It's a bunch of short stories. He puts like little graphs in. It's very funny, very light. He kind of just gives his thoughts, general thoughts on life. I, I, I feel like I read it every couple of years. It's it's, it's a good light read full of, uh, I think, a lot of he good just, knowledge. Good, like, less witty 
tidbits. So he just recently passed, but it's actually been a while since he It's died. been a while now. It was like 05. Uh, oh, 07, no, actually. Oh, yeah. God, was that? Yeah, okay. Born on November 11th? Hey, it was next girlfriend's birthday of mine. Uh, and passed on April 11th. The text line is point. I was going to let it go, but people are Vonnegut. You keep saying. Vonnegut. 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 <laughs> sure. I don't, I don't. I don't hear the difference. <laughs> what, 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 what are you saying? His name. I is? don't know the difference. I don't get what you're saying. <laughs> I know you don't. It's okay. Five zero two four one four fourteen fifty is the Thornton section. Get that out there before I do my complaint. Let's. I mean, let, 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 uh, one letter. Really, people, you know me. Shouldn't you be like one letter? Be like count, like the mulligan, like if it gets like within an inch of the whole account. Well, I see, I, that's why I didn't say. Okay, anything. all right. I just want to make sure. If, if I if I know where you're going, <laughs> I usually just let it go. At this point, I'm like, yeah, he, he knows what he means. And the thing is, I also like my brain just processes it now. It's like where like I, I just, you know, I'm like, yeah, it's, it's Trevorism. It's like kind of learning a new language. You're just like, oh, yeah, I know what he's talking about. But then the text line will chime in and be like, oh, my God, I can't believe it. I'm like, yeah, I didn't even notice at this point. Yeah, I guess if you're somebody kind of randomly listening and you hear that, and you're like, it drive, would drive you nuts. It would drive me nuts probably. It's one of those like the mental reading mechanisms where you can take out all of the, um, like you can take out a certain amount of letters and you still read the words normally, like you can read the sentence without it having actually been spelled out. Like some of the, you know, like the. I have no idea what you're talking As long about. as you have the vowels in there, you can still read the words. Like it's the same thing. Like it just like now my brain has corrected itself to I know what you're talking about and yeah. I just move on. You have a Trevor, Trevor autocorrect in your head. Pretty much like Trevor synapse is firing in my brain, which is <laughs> terrifying. It's probably why I don't remember stuff anymore. <laughs> I think I, it came with long COVID. The doctors tell me it's long COVID. It's actually just doing the show every day for three hours for the last two years. You ever thought about when the doctor says you can't figure out what's wrong? He's bringing me into your appointment one day. They have all these studies. They're like, <laughs> they're like this is what it is. This, these tests have shown like there's definitely some some stuff going on with your brain. Instead, it's like no, it's just it's, that's just Trevor. That's Trevor matter. Kurt Vonnegut was born in Indianapolis. I know he's an Indianian. Indi- yeah, but, Indianian. But, yeah, for some reason, Indianian. unlike unlike Babyface, he doesn't have a highway named after him. He should. Kurt Vonnegut is a highway should. more than Babyface. I mean, Jackie Joyner Cursor and uh, and uh, <laughs> just right there, Jackie Joyner Cursy, isn't it? Yeah, you said Cursor. Cursor. <laughs> I was like, there it is. <laughs> Whatever. Thank you. To me, she's the one who made the 1992 uh, Pacer jersey design. That's why she is to me. Um, but they have highways named after him, but Kurt, Kurt doesn't. That's kind of, even John Mellencamp has a road over by in Seymour. Why is the LSAT trending? Why's the what? The LSAT trending. LSAT? LSAT. It's the test you take to, to get into law school. Oh, how would you know? You didn't, oh, you, well, you get into law school. That's right. So you didn't yeah, take I, I took the LSAT. But you didn't take the bar. No, I, you have to graduate law school to take the bar. I don't know. I don't, all I know on my side, Linda Carter and Sean King have been trending all day. Oh, wait, somebody somebody made reference to their LSAT score at the beginning of their legal pleadings, which is hilarious. But and Oppenheimer's trending. Wow. Is that, oh, there's a new movie on that, isn't there? I don't know, Trev. 502-414-1450, Thornton Stacks line. Uh, Texas, have you ever put butter on a Pop-Tart? So freaking good. <laughs> you yeah, put butter on Pop Tart. If you haven't, then I think you should. <laughs> Thank you. I actually I have tried it. I didn't know if you got that reference or not. I did. I've tried it. Uh, it's, it, it didn't do that much for me. I wouldn't do it. I'm also, are you a hot or cold Pop Tart eater? Oh, hot. See, I'm a cold. Ew. I've never heated my Pop Tarts. Gross. I, I, and I'm the, I'm the weird guy who eats all the crust, the, like, the, uh, the dough crust around the Pop Tart, and then I eat the middle part. Yeah, that is weird. Oppenheimer is a movie, by the way. 
I'm okay. assuming it's related to the atomic bomb. I'd be willing. It's a safe bet. Huh? It's a safe bet. <laughs> it looks like Tom Cruise is playing Oppenheimer. Cool. I don't know why. I don't know what Oppenheimer really looked like in real life, though. <laughs> uh, we've got uh, I just remembered this because the textures bef- who I just read, his last text before them was about Fabio Basilia. We did find out yesterday that Fabio Basilia has found his new home. Oh, he did? Where'd he go? He's going to UT Arlington for next season. That makes me feel a little better. I mean, yeah, I didn't expect him to go like to a, a huge school, but Arlington is not a terrible D1 program. They've been bad recently, um, but they're, you know, a, a whatever program in the WAC. Yeah, they, I was going to say. They'll be competitive there. I think it's a good home for him. Um, they've been in a tournament a couple of times. They've been they've been to sixteen playing recently, haven't they? Or am I thinking of somebody else? I don't know. No, they haven't. They haven't been there since '08. We now have homes for all of the seven scholarship players who transferred out of Louisville: Kamari Lands, Arizona State; Jalen Withers, North Carolina; L. Ellis, Arkansas; Rose Wheeler, VCU; Devin Reed, Louisiana Tech; Sydney Curry, Grand Canyon; and now Fabio Basili, Texas Arlington. So. I mean, a few surprises in there, but for the most part, I think we thought, like we thought, Devin Ree and Fabio were probably going to go mid-major, low-major. I think that made sense. I think we thought Rose Wheeler was kind of, you know, VCU level, which stands about right. I think Sidney Curry, yeah. we had no idea. Like Sidney Curry, I could have seen going to a major program and being like a bench player, or I could have seen him going to a Grand Canyon type program where he could presumably compete for a starting spot. I agree. I think Withers was a surprise going to North Carolina. Well, let's just say North Carolina. We, we, I think we all thought he was going to the state of North Carolina. I just don't think I thought he was going to be a Tar Heel, though, I mean, right? UNC is a surprise for yeah. sure. Kamari Lands, Arizona State seems about right. I thought he'd go to a Power a Power 5 program, Power 6 program. Yeah. L. Ellis, I think Arkansas seems, again, it's weird with all the guards, but an Arkansas-type program made sense for L. Ellis. I agree. Uh, so, I mean, honestly – Besides I'm Withers, he didn't go to North Carolina, actually. Yeah, I, mean, I could have seen that. Besides yeah. Withers going to, I mean, the, the big rumor with LLS was NC State, which would have made sense as well. Yeah. But besides Jalen going to North, North Carolina, not a huge shock here. I mean, best of luck to all these guys. I hope they have success. But it will be intriguing to follow how they do next year in, in their new programs after you know being a part of the catastrophe that was last season here. Luke. I mean, I guess maybe the one that I would, if you had me pick one, but I'm kind of with you. I think most seemingly. Maybe re going to a bigger school because he didn't have a lot to show last year and he was a four star kid. It was a top hundred group. So I could right. I could see still him being like a, the mystery there, and I mean not to, no no. So it's the, the law tech. I mean it's not a bad program. I mean it's a solid like you said mid major program. I think, but even though their women's team has better success than their men's, but I I would yeah. I mean I, I thought maybe he would go somewhere maybe a like a step up maybe like a you know but. I don't think it's that big. Other than that, no. Everything else kind of because you're right. Curry was who knew where he was going to go. I mean, that was that could that was a pity pity shot of him ending at, at a, a place like Grand Canyon or ending up at like Colorado or something. Yeah. I mean, and I could have seen, and that's yeah. And Baselli doesn't surprise me. That seems this team doesn't look like it's been very good for a while. And you have a new coach now. Looks like the coach they had the last year got fired. I think you're right about Devin Reed. Like, I could have seen him going to a because he was a top 100 recruit. Yeah, and the fact he didn't play a lot last year, you still again you have that mystery of how good is he? Like if he'd been bad on the court, I could see maybe not getting the offers. Well, also like when he was coming out of high school, he's billed as a knockdown shooter. Like there are a lot of people who said he's one of the best shooters in the 2022 class. And Power Five conference programs, like they'll find a spot for you if you can shoot, even if you can't do anything else. Yeah. Like, they'll they'll use you as a microwave guy coming off the bench. And I'm kind of surprised that he slipped that far, but 
maybe it was Louisiana Tech was a situation where he's back closer to home and he could come in, start right away, play as many minutes as he wanted to. We'll see how it all works out. But doesn't La Tech run that like slow down defensive team? Uh, are you thinking of North Texas? Maybe I think I am, yeah. I feel like we've had this exact same conversation. I believe before. I think we have. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're both in the same conference, so you're right. They are both in conference, just say. I mean. La Tech plays at eh, 217 tempo. I mean, so they're slow, they were high 64th in the, in the league in scoring last year. Yeah, slow but not super slow. They did have, now La Tech did have like, the really big dude, though, recently, right? But North Texas. Yes, Kenneth Lofton. Yeah, six seven, three hundred pounds. He's now getting he's getting all this love because he played Victor. When these highlights have come out of him. Yeah, you know, he's a big beefy boy. He's yeah, lot, Oh yeah, he's huge. Love people love the, the the bulky beefy college basketball players. And there's this video of him playing Wembenyama two years ago at one of those under eighteen world championships, right. and him kind of like going at him a little bit. And, and people are like, how is Vic gonna hold his own? Like guard if he can't guard Kenneth Lofton Jr. and all this stuff. And uh, you know, we'll see. I mean. Women Yama, I think, still had like 22 and 18 in that game. So. Ken Laws was fun to watch when they played against Western because, again, he's 6'7", 300 pounds. I mean, I don't know. It just Maybe it's because it reminds me of me. Like the kid, who was the, the ACC kid that we played? NC State kid. Oh, yeah. And I was like, he looks like a, like a if, I, if, I was, if I was 20 years younger and black, that would have been me right there in Division One basketball playing. I just hate that. I mean, for so long, like I think like so many people, I assumed Kenneth Lofton Jr. was Kenny Lofton's son. Well, and then it just, yeah. Yeah, the, when I initially heard the name, you can't help but not think that, right? I think that's why he started going by Kenneth because, like, you know. Yeah. He, he's like, no, I'm, I'm not a junior, I'm Kenneth. <laughs> but seeing the Kenny. size of him compared to Kenny Lofton, I mean, it's like that's almost as unbelievable as being like that Troy Jackson is the little brother of Mark Jackson. <laughs> Speaking of situations like that, I saw Anquan Bolden Jr. Uh, is transferring the the basketball player. Well, you know he played. He's I mean he's not not great. He ended yeah. up he's transferring to Buffalo, so he'll play uh, he'll play next season. Where did he play before? For the Bulls, uh, somewhere smaller too. It wasn't a big school. Wherever he was before, he was. I didn't even know. I didn't know Bolden's kid was playing. I mean, again, we're old. Keeps happening. Okay, uh, Antoine Bowden was on that Florida State team we beat in the overtime ring game. Texas says the reason fans are saying that we have too many quarterbacks is because they're terrified of Clarkson and Soskin packing up and leaving. I mean, if they can't beat out the other quarterbacks here, then, I mean, why are you worried about it? I mean, I think that they're worried about for recruiting purposes. Uh, well. Like you said, though, there's a very good chance you named like six guys. We probably only have maybe one or two of them on the roster this time next year. It is May 25th. Yeah. I'm going to make a bold prediction here. Ready for this? Oh, yeah, I'm always good for both. It's not a guarantee, it's a bold prediction. Well, what's the difference? Guarantee means you're saying it's absolutely going to happen. Bold prediction is like, "Eh, I think it's going to happen. I don't think Pierce Clarks never starts a game here at quarterback. I don't think it's going to happen. Is that that more outlandish than my pit style will never never play a snap here either? Um, I think it's, no. I I think yours is more bold than mine. I don't think it is. I mean, I, I think Joey. Gate, I mean, Joey Gate. Where's he going to go if he's? I don't know. I yeah, mean, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure. School. The last four schools he played for in the three years have said the same thing. Yeah, but he went through seasons with that. <laughs> You're saying he's never going to play. Or if that happens, he's got to transfer again in like two months. Well, not necessarily. He could. He could just leave the team and then go where? I don't know. Yeah, exactly. He'll spend a season. He, not his dad. If he's locked in, he'll, <laughs> like, he's never transferred before a season with the team. He's played a season everywhere. He's gone. No. Um, I, I don't think. Well, my, yours is more bold also because yours is a freshman four-star quarterback. Mine's a journeyman kid moving positions. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, I, I, I that's just my prediction here on on May 25th. But it, it, would it? I think from what I've heard too, 
I think his dad is very much aware of the fact that Pierce is maybe, you know, more well-known than his game would back up at this point. Like, I, I, I believe mean, it. Look, his dad trains quarterbacks for a living. So if you've got deficiencies, and Pierce is, I think he can be a really good college quarterback, but he's certainly small. Like, I, I think his dad knows that Pierce has to get a lot better in certain areas if he's going to wind up being a starter at any level in the FBS, especially at a place like Louisville, which plays in the ACC. So I, I don't think his dad is one of these crazy helicopter dads who's just, you know, totally out no. there thinking his kid is, should be, you know, going to the NFL and starting ahead of Lamar Jackson in three years. But um, he's, he's got a, a ways to go. And if Brady Allen beats him out or if somebody else comes in and beats him out next year, I can see them packing up and, and going somewhere where Pierce can play right away. Um, and, and again, I, I could be totally wrong. That's just a bold prediction here on May 25th. I don't, I don't honestly, I don't think you're fine. I mean, listen, I'm not any recruiting expert. I don't watch a lot of recruiting, but I did, I was fortunate enough to watch Pierce play in a couple games in high school because of the, the, being on, you know, uh, Access TV or whatever it was. I think I can Bally's and we would get to, you know, showed him. But I mean, when you'd watch him, I mean, he threw like four pass attempts in a game because they, they were a primary running team. And when he did not hand the ball off, he was usually running with it and, I mean, he's undersized. I mean, there's there's reason to yeah to to look at that and go, okay, this kid's got a couple years before he maybe makes an impact. I mean, he's like 160 pounds, soaking wet. No, he's bigger than that. I don't know. It's close. Texas says Trevor wouldn't be able to defend most six year olds. It would be three to two, and Trevor would need an oxygen mask. <laughs> you give me a side. You know what? I'm so confident I could beat a six year old. I'd do it while smoking a cigarette. Texas says, uh, my Six nephew is now 13, but he could have eaten. He could have beaten Trevor handily when he was 10. He would just throw in three-pointers, and if Trevor got up, he would fly by him and lay it in. Guess he, we'll never know. He currently struggles to get playing time on his middle school team. We'll never know because you, you didn't bring him three years ago to play me. Texas says, TK would not have the quickness of a 10-year-old. Exactly. I didn't say any quickness of a 10-year-old. I don't need the quickness. Listen, you, I'm gonna. I'm six foot. Th- I'm, I'm. I'm giving up two feet to these kids. How small do you think a basketball court is? <laughs> I know how small basketball court. I know how small it is. Like six three doesn't mean you're gonna take up the. We're not playing like on a Fisher Price. Goal. No, but I mean, I'm gonna be able. I'm, even if I don't block it, there's good chance that they're not gonna get a clean shot off against me. Okay, you'd have to be up like beyond. Past the free throw line. And plus, I mean, outside shot. And I can. And I can say. I can say not even guarding outside the free throw line. I mean. I'll take my chances on a, on an eight year old or nine year old taking a jump shot. I've seen them shoot. I've seen good eight nine year old shooters, but they're still not going to clean shot even if I'm safe to free throw line. My hands up. Yes, they are. Hand down, man down, man. <sighs> Bring it. Texas. There are stories of Tyson knocking out grown men out at like nine years old. Oh, I believe that. That one, I'm not taking a chance on. I'm not fighting nine year old Mike Tyson. I'm not fighting nine year old Mike Tyson. Six year old Tyson, I can knock out. No, because what'll happen is he'll punch me right in my shins and I'll fall to my knees and he hits me in my face and I'm dead. I know it's going to happen. Texas, a 10-year-old Tyson would stretch out Trevor and make him look like Weminyama. I can see 10-year-old Tyson, like, being, like, mean to me, too. Like, put, like call me uncle. Like, with his, like, ass in my face. Like, the, about to fart on me. Call me uncle. Oh, the trivia question guy answered back. So, we were both wrong. I thought it was China. Which country outside North America has the highest ratings for the NBA? It's the Philippines. Okay. Based on av- so not most people, but average viewership and average reach, the Philippines is drawing the largest average audience of any country outside the U.S. The nation's the fourth biggest market overall outside the U.S. in NBA league fans uh, pass subscriptions, which in the Philippines have increased plus twenty six percent over the season. I do remember this was like the we should have just Asia in general, right? In the Philippines and Asia, 
<laughs> not. Do you, we're gonna move on. What? Yeah, it's a country in Asia. I'm aware. Okay. <laughs> Do you remember? You made the, it sound like I was like completely off the continent or something. <laughs> Do you remember the Manny Pacquiao story where he like, <laughs> you know, so he's like the most famous Filipino. Of all time, like he's you know, is he? Okay. he ended up going back there and becoming a, a politician, I'm not sure, a senator or something. He wanted to play pro basketball. He loves basketball. The Philippine, so like he like basically became a professional basketball player in this league, and he sucks at basketball. But everybody so this. they have to like hide him. Yeah, and it was a it was a former UK player, and so I'm sure somebody will correct me on the text line. I don't remember who it was. Oh. I think it was the one like the one one and done who like came here and sucked, who came to UK and sucked from California. That, you're, that's, that, that narrows it down. Dale Orton, I think. Yes. Remember him? And he yes. The was, no, it wasn't. Yeah, he's the one that quit the team. And he like called out Manny Pacquiao. He's like, he's not yeah. good at basketball. Why is he? And they kicked him out of the yes. country. Yeah, Daniel Orton's the one when he got drafted by the Magic. They interviewed Stan Van Gundy afterwards. And he's like, I have no idea why we picked this guy. I want nothing to do with him. Yeah. I was like, wow. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's <laughs> Daniel Orton. But there are videos of him playing basketball. Like, he's right, not good was. at basketball. Yeah. And, like, everybody just kind of backs off him and lets him play. And then Daniel Orton's like, this guy sucks. And they just they made him leave the entire yeah. country. No, he got kicked out because, yeah, I do remember that now. <laughs> it's a great story. I forgot that, 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 that um, uh, the Philippines are so basketball crazy, which is funny because my – one of my best friends is is Filipino, and he is like obsessed with the NBA. We have a fantasy football text group, and he'll send like fifteen unreciprocated texts about NBA games, where he's like just going. He's like Jimmy Butler, oh my god! Like nobody else is responding, and Rodney just doesn't care. Like he'll just text to himself the entire NBA. Game. This this was from 2015, by the way. Orton, six foot ten, was fine. Now he's fine. He was released. He was fined and released from the great name of the team. The pure food, the pure food star hot shots. Of the <laughs> I can't make that up. I love that name. I want the if Louisville gets an NBA team, we need to be the star hot shots. Uh, the association last week, after talking about Pacquiao, the five foot six guard. <laughs> it just me. He says, uh, "Professional boxer, yeah. Congressman, all right. But professional basketball player, seriously, it's a joke." He's, I mean, he's, That's he's, how they felt when you got drafted out of the NBA, Orton. Well, he was right about that, at least. All right, we've talked over the top of the hour. we got to go to break. When we come back, 5 o'clock hour is up next. More nonsense continues here on the Mike Rutherford Show on 1450 and 96.1, The Big X. Struck Romeo, sing the streets of serenade, laying everybody low with a love song that he made. Find the street light, steps out of the shade, says something like, Hey, babe, how about it? Juliet says, Romeo, hey, Romeo. you nearly gave me a heart attack. Oh, uh, what? Why? He's underneath the window. Yeah. Hey now, my boyfriend's back. You shouldn't come around. Now, this, here. this woman comes to mind here. This like that. 
Um, these all have hot fuzz. What's that? Hot fuzz. I don't think I've seen hot fuzz. The dice was loaded from the song. And I bet. Uh, for some reason, this one looks like love songs from movies that, that stick out to me. That's kind of the random theme today. Okay. Uh, and this one, oddly enough, is another Ethan Embry movie. What's that? Empire Records. Oh, okay. I haven't seen Empire Records before. Okay. But That's, I liked it when I was a kid. That was it just, yeah, they play this when they're doing the montage of, you know, everybody kind of coming to their own and everything. But it's uh, weird. I just didn't even think about it. That's back-to-back Ethan Embry movies I've done songs from. Very underrated actor, would you say? Well, for a period, not not as much recently. I mean, that thing you do, Vegas Vacation. Again, for a period, he was slightly in disturbing behavior, which is Razor. He wasn't disturbing behavior. Yeah, he was the brother that, uh, like that, 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 like I guess, like um, that died, that like OD'd or something before they moved. I can't really remember that. He has not been in much recently. No, 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 uh, no. He's been. But he had a nice little run in the nineties. He did, early two thousands as well. Yeah, so that, I mean, that's that's more than we can. A lot of us can ask for. Couldn't agree more. Five o'clock hour here, the Mike Rutherford <laughs> Show on fourteen fifty and ninety six one, the Big X. We we made mention of it because it happened during the show last week. I think it was last week. I lose track during the summer months. It does all kind of blend together, doesn't it? But it was either last week or early this week when it was announced that USC uh, athletic director uh, Mike Bone was retiring abruptly or leaving the school abruptly. And I think everybody kind of thought that seems to have sort of come out of nowhere. There's probably something going on there. And sure enough, the Athletics, Justin Williams, uh, and other writers have come together to put out a piece today saying there's a toxic atmosphere at Cincinnati when Mike Bone was the athletic director there. And then that followed him to USC. A lot of uh, racially insensitive comments that were made that made people upset. A lot of... um, Unwanted physical contact with women, apparently, uh, making inappropriate comments about the physical appearance of female colleagues, and creating a workplace that was, quote, hostile, anxious, and toxic for women, both at Cincinnati and USC. Good Not Lord. shocking when, uh, I mean, any in this day and age, you hate to say it, but like anytime somebody just abruptly retires or abruptly leaves a position of power, you're like, I bet there's something that's going to come out there. And in this case, it was, it was accurate. I mean, that's, I mean, completely toxic. That's, I mean, that's, that's more than just, you know, calling a girl babe. He also apparently, like, use of funds and stuff, he would show up to a, he showed up to a Hollywood pool party in a helicopter with Clay Helton, the former <laughs> USC coach, uh, held a fake movie premiere in the midst of the pandemic, and on and on and on. One of the his former employees said it was embarrassing. These things just pile on each other. My God, it's like nonstop with this guy. <laughs> I mean, talking about like getting what like he's just fake movie parties during COVID, flying in with Lane Kiffin. I mean, and Clay Co- during COVID or not, I mean, doing a fake movie thing is pretty it's terrible. Yeah. I don't think you need to throw in during COVID in that. I mean, it's just, it stands alone on its own on merit of stupidity. Well, but even then, like when it was like, you know, you, you, you're a, a person in a position of power, that's going to draw negative headlines if people find out that you're throwing parties when no one's supposed to be doing anything. Yeah, I mean, a fake movie premiere party is a kind of a douchey idea in any situation, but especially then. Uh, and then showing up at Hollywood pool parties and helicopter. What, what, what are you? You're the AD at USC. Stop. The and, former quarterback from Kansas. And, and it's not like USC is exactly in its heyday right now. I mean, they've had no. some success in in football and men's basketball recently, but they're not 
really a, ever a primary they haven't been at least recently a contender for a national championship let's, well, let's dial it back a they're little. hoping i think especially bringing in lincoln riley is is the move to you know well he blew that for at least when it comes to being around for it because he's not going to see well that no. here and now <laughs> that's not uh it's perfect for that he was at colorado for eight years Sounds like he's a perfect fit for Colorado's history. Well, yeah, maybe he goes back now. Um, anyways, we've had kind of a hodgepodge show. We talked a little bit about the the new addition to the quarterback room for U of L football. We talked a couple of, of basketball notes. Uh, we've taken a lot of text today. We'll continue to because we have a, a ton of text on, here on the text line at 502-414-1450. Trevor thinks he could beat the best ten year old in the world at basketball, which is ridiculous. I said ten and under, by the way. I don't know about the world, but at least in Louisville, I can. I'll give I'll give you I'll give I'll give you I'll give you a, like a seventy mile radius. You could not beat the best seventy best ten year old in the I think it was a seventy year old. <laughs> Texas says if Trevor's basketball logic was correct, then Louisville would have won the national championship last year. All you just tall guys. We should have. Well I mean I probably would have won more. <laughs> You baffled the text line a lot. This is like well, a top. This is like a top five baffling of the text line. I think. Oh come on! This can't be. Does TK think you can just stand there like a wall and let balls bounce off of you? No, but I mean, I can, I don't have to move that. I mean, I, I can move laterally. Can you? Enough. I, I mean, again, I don't. I don't know if you've been on a basketball court recently. It's not as small as you're making it out to be. I know what a bad. I've spent many. I'm like I'm like Billy Hoyt at the beginning of the real white man can't jump. I sleep on a court. I know what a court. I know. You just I, said you haven't played in like fifteen years. No, I hadn't said fifteen years. Well, you said the last time was like you shot seven years ago. Well, <laughs> I didn't. I didn't say that number, by the way. I just said it was during KRC. Uh, no, it's been a while now. <laughs> I went to KRC. No, no, I'm doing. Wait a couple years. I did KRC. Thank you very much. A couple years is a decent amount of time. I know, but it's. I mean, the last actual like game, like half court game, I played. Yeah, like any sort of semi organized game of basketball. What year is it again? <laughs> when, when was the Challenger it's explosion? 2023. It was <laughs> when, when was that? What song? year was the baseball strike? When, when was that song by Skilo out? I wish I was going <laughs> I know. I remember right after JFK Jr. I remember Robin Thicke was really popular still. <laughs> I mean, well, that's at least better. I know. That's that was like 2011. I think, uh, I think it was. It's like 12. Yeah, 12 or 13. Um, no, I think yeah. I want to say like maybe oh eight, oh seven. It's a while. That's but cool. that's that's like playing with people my own age and doing like I, I, I'm like a ten year old. I mean, you think like a ten year old? It's a ten year old. A ten year old was negative five the last time you played a semi organized game of basketball. And you know what? I'd whoop that embryo. <laughs> There's nothing to whoop. Texas says the best ten year old in the city could nail it from deep, and if TK tried to man up, he'd go right around him. Yeah, this is yeah this this is exactly what would happen. This is the issue with what you're saying. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm That's fine. I got distracted because I I constantly forget to pay my LG books. because they don't do like the the recurring thing. The yes, only, they do. I, you tell me that I can't figure it out. I've auto enrolled. So like so I just got like my I text him like. I meant to tell you this, but this is like the second notice I've got for LG and E. You might want to pay it. And I'm like, no. I, and it's not that it's not money thing. It's I forget to pay it. If I wasn't auto enrolled, I'd have the same problem. Yeah, I mean, because I, that's the only thing that's not auto enrolled on me uh, of everything I pay, and it's because I forget to pay it. I used to do the same thing when it, when I first like got out of college and having had started having to pay my student loans back. 
I, you couldn't auto enroll then. And like, so I would always forget and it screwed with my credit because like, I always, yeah. I, I never like didn't have the money. I just would forget. And then you'd be like, Oh my God, I got to pay the late fee and all this stuff. And the first time I needed something with a credit rating, they were like, what's the problem no. here with your, I'm like, everything else is paid. I just, I can't remember. I got to, I can't put reminders. This is before like phone reminders. I need you to remember. Cause I remember the last time I got this, the same thing. Cause the bill goes to my uncle's house. Cause I keep nothing in my name. And like, he, I think wasn't it, it hadn't been that long. So remember I told you I, last time I paid it, and it was like 800 bucks. I was like, that's that, about to pay it for three months, though. But that wasn't that long ago, right? I feel like that was like a month ago. I do, so do I. Maybe he just got like a late notice. He's just remembering it now. Maybe. I'm going to call him after the show, though. Texas. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to distract, get distracted. You know how I am. A jingly key, so. <laughs> Texas says, quote from Trevor, you made it sound like I'm off the continent. The Philippines sits in the Pacific Ocean with no land border to any other country. Oh, it's an island? It's South Pacific, right? Well, it's in Asia, though. It's an Asian country. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, you acted like I like, like I thought he like, like I thought it was in like East Africa or something. No, I just said quiet. I wanted you to keep talking. <laughs> I'm not going to get us in trouble much. Texas TK couldn't be the best ten year old in the Philippines. No, no, I can I'm, no, no, no. I mean, outside of yeah, I mean, the they're, they're short of. They're, I mean, Pacquiao was five foot six. He was an adult. Texas says your LG and E bill goes to your uncle? Question mark. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it does. I don't have anything in my name. <clears throat> Texas says who gets more yards next season, Joey Gatewood or Jamari Johnson? This is a good question, actually. I think John, I'm gonna go Johnson. I mean, that's I kind of have to though with my own perspective, but I think that, like, I mean. Unless we go out and get another tight end that you, because we've gotten some transfer tight ends already that, that will probably can be, I know we're still recruiting the kid, the transfer from Auburn, I think. Um, Wait, the kid from, uh, there's a kid from Auburn we're going after? Yeah, tight end okay. transfer. I think that, I mean, I'm going with Jamari Johnson. He looked pretty good in the spring. I honestly think, we're, I think he's going to be, well, even if I had made the Gatewood prediction, I, I would still take Johnson. He, I mean, like, there's a decent chance that he's our starting tight end. I believe it, yeah. And which is kind of scary. True tight end, true freshman tight end is is not exactly, but he's an early enrollee. He went through spring practice. Um, so the answer to that, I'm gonna, I'm going to go Jamari Johnson, but I don't feel overly confident about it. But it's a good question. I mean, I don't want to say like, is it rare for a freshman tight end, a true freshman tight end, to start at tight end? But then again, I couldn't tell you. I mean, for all I know OJ Howard started at tight end at Alabama. I can't remember. I mean, oh, the kid at LSU, the Taylor, and that's his son. He's a freshman playing. Who? Cole Taylor, uh, Jason Taylor's kid. I think no he starts at LSU last year, and he's a. I think he was a true freshman. I I don't know. I, apparently, I know way more about tight ends than I should. I guess, or you're just saying something that's that's totally wrong. No, that's, I can't, I I mean, can't fact check. I, I, I might be. No, I could be wrong. You're right. I'm not lying about that. But I know that's his name. Cole Taylor has played in three seasons at LSU. He's only started seven out of thirty-four games. But he started. <laughs> His freshman season, he, he played in seven games. Okay. Got six passes for 36 yards. He played as a freshman, then yeah. <laughs> he said he started. He played in seven. He started playing seven. He could have started all seven, bro, I know. Got six passes. Um, I said he used them extensively. I just said he played. <laughs> Texas says, did you see that Stetson, Stetson Bennett was at Georgia for six years and still didn't get his degree? Even Trevor is capable of graduating that amount of time. Oh, God, yeah. I would have graduated by then. Did you see the picture that went viral? He really was six years with no degree. Yeah, he didn't graduate. Now, is that because I wonder, in his defense, I'm going to stand up for him a little bit here. 
And I didn't see that picture. It was funny. Pretty uh, hilarious. He he does look like a 37 year old trying to play a high school kid. Yeah. Like peacock drama about no, high I, school football. I feel like he's going to be in the new reboot of Beverly Hills now to an O next to Andrea, <laughs> who looked like she was 60 as a high school student. The, the thing about that was, is like she was like seven I, years older than everybody else. I know. It was obvious. She had crow's feet. It's one of those where you're like, ah, she looked older, but I'm sure she was actually the same I mean, age. And the reality was like, no, they cast like a 31-year-old to play. I mean, Dylan was like, I mean, I think Dylan was, Luke Perry was like 25. He dude. was like 25. I mean, can we not get one Matthew Broderick where he legitimately looks teenage age? Um... I was like, you made me forget who I was talking about now. Setson Bennett not graduating. Oh, Bennett, yeah. I, in his defense, I'll, I'll tell this to him for maybe one thing. Possibly with the fact that he went from one school to another and back, and he kind of went back and forth, the credit's maybe not transferring properly. Maybe I'll throw that out there as a defense. I mean, I mean, you, you rarely defend anybody. You're going to great lengths to defend Stetson Bennett here for not graduating college <laughs> at the age of 25. Because Stetson Bennett believes I can beat a ten-year-old. <laughs> I don't think he can. I think as long as he doesn't play the ten-year-old. <laughs> I think you both have as good a chance of being an NFL quarterback. Um, yeah, I don't know why people think Stetson Bennett's going to play in the NFL. Like I, when I was watching, do they? The, I don't think they do. Like I was watching the draft. I had ESPN for that moment, which is probably my own fault here for this. And it's probably Booger McFarlane. One of them was just like, I don't see how Stetson Bennett doesn't get drafted. The guy's a pure winner. I'm like, the guy's five foot four. Right, he's got a noodle for an arm. No NFL team is taking this kid. Yeah, I mean, maybe the Falcons bring him in to try out just for like local reasons. Craig Krenzel was a pure winner too at Ohio State. I don't yeah. think he was going to make it as an NFL I mean, quarterback. Do you know Toretta won the freaking Heisman? He didn't get him drafted. <laughs> uh, Texas says Brom also coached the Fall of Fours, who played in the NFL. Coach, yeah. Oh, did we not bring that up? Okay, we didn't. I mean, did was he LaPorte's OC though? He, I, I don't even. I don't think he was. I, I don't think he was here because Petrino, I think, was the. Petrino's first season was 03. So he coached. As a head coach. Yeah, right. He yeah. coached Stefan. I don't know if uh, if Jeff was on those stats. He may have been. I think he may have. I think he may have been the QB coach those years. Who was our quarterback there? He was the OC for, for, for Cracker. Was that, was that his brother? Well, Brian, yeah. Was that brother? Okay, and I couldn't he, remember. He was gone after 07. Yeah. So he was the yeah he was the QB coach for all Petrino's years here, 03 through 06. So okay. he coached Stefan and, and Brian. Okay. Two NFL quarterbacks. Who was. Technically. We were, were we Redmond? Well, no, who was, no, who was, uh, yeah, who was our quarterback when Petrino was the OC here? Was that Redmond's year? Uh, what years were, was. Petrino's one OC year here before he went to Jacksonville and Auburn. Uh, um, I forget. I don't know what year that was. So I can't, Either, uh, it was I under John L. So it doesn't really matter. I know. I just couldn't remember who the quarterback was. I was just trying to think. Texture says, hey, Boise dude, suck it up and take your blue field with you. I mean, I still kind of like the blue field, even though it's not as cool as the red field. I like the blue field. No, that was yeah, ninety eight. It was that was that was Redmond. Yeah. Texas says now that the roster is complete, when is Tyus going to have you back on? Also, don't go on. I feel like every time you're on, something bad happens within forty eight hours. Well, I mean something bad happens, period. When <laughs> so it's not I don't think it's me as much as we just keep having bad stuff. They should happen. have me on. Yeah. <laughs> Say that with such enthusiasm. They should. <laughs> Texas says there's a Vonnegut Museum in Indianapolis. Okay. Well, you should go. still get a highway, though. Big X road trip. We should go to it. Is there, does, does Babyface have a museum? Probably. He should. They should both get a museum. Texas says, is there going to be any UofL sports talk today? No. Yeah, a little bit. We should with the quarterback. OJ Howard played 10 games as a freshman. Texas, what about Dan McDonald? I mean, all I can tell you is the same thing we told you yesterday, which was he was in Atlanta watching Bobby Miller and, and Will Smith with Josh Hurd. Um, Good sign. Two nights ago. 
which I think is a good sign. But as far as the like, um, you know, the, the, the Alabama jo- job or whatever, I've got no idea. I mean, I've got no insight. I've I've texted people that I thought would know. They don't seem to know. Um, he clearly is upset. I don't know if it's upset enough to take a job. He's been targeted a bunch. It also it would just feel it it would feel like a very undamaged Donald thing to do to leave under these circumstances where he's you know, he's kind of gone downhill. And also if if he is having issues with NIL and doesn't like using the transfer portal, the SEC maybe not the best place to go for that because yeah, really. the the SEC is capitalizing with transfers unlike any other conference in college baseball. So you know Bama's going to Bama's going to. I mean, I can't imagine on you there. not dipping your toe in the transfer portal. Would cause you to take such a far leap backwards, not to even make the tournament. Like that, just that, I can't either. That just seems. I mean, because we've we've survived the 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 rough waters of having your our top players drafted and not come here for to to some degree. I mean, I can't. I like maybe maybe not having our best season, but to go just to like completely not making even our own conference tournament. I can't put that on just not putting your toe in the transfer portal. Right I can't away. either. I think That's, it's it's less than that. It I think it's just else. a bad mix. Yeah, I think it's just it's one of those years. I mean, it just it happens sometimes, unfortunately. I, I can also see him. Saw <laughs> Texas, and I'm answer yes. Like, I mean, I, I can see him adjusting too. Like, like Dan's not the type of guy who I know he's he's more old school than he is new school. With, with when there are changes in the game, but he also strikes me as a guy who's willing to adjust if he feels like the game's changed. Like I brought up. Last week when we were talking about this, the worst season that he had before this one, the only season that he missed the NCAA tournament in his first, what, 15 years here, it was the year where the bats changed. They had like three fantastic seasons, I think, to start his career at Louisville. They changed the bats. Louisville didn't adjust its offense with it, and we had a really bad year and didn't make the NCAA tournament. He adjusted immediately. They changed their offensive approach, and they were right back to hosting regionals you know, the next year. So... I think that if he views the transfer portal as something he needs to do in order to keep up with the Joneses in college baseball, like Dan strikes me as a guy who's going to do that. So, you know, we'll fi- like we've talked about with basketball, we'll find out all these answers coming up in the, the next few months of the offseason. Why would you want to play with me? He's, just, he's a fun coach. It's aggressive on the base pass. And, and, His and track record kind of speaks for itself, yeah. too. Look at the, I mean, like, he's kind just, of a fast paced, kind of up and down, like Eric Musselman like <laughs> play a little bit. I mean, we're talking about how he just went to watch his former pitcher pitched to his former catcher for the Los Angeles Dodgers yeah. in, in a game in Atlanta. Um, I think that that – and, you know, Adam Duvall. He's had the number well. one pick just a couple of years ago. I don't, know he, I don't know how he's doing in Pittsburgh, but still. I mean, Henry Davis is breaking a little bit. I mean, catchers are – we're churning out first-round draft picks to the catcher position every year, it feels like. Jack Payton's probably next up. It's uh, – yeah, he – there are a lot of reasons to like Louisville if you're a, a local or national Big-time prospect. I mean, I'm listening to last night's game, and I know, unfortunately, <laughs> a lot of recruits were playing in these high school games last night. I didn't hear Louisville's name mentioned. IU, Purdue, a sophomore going to Virginia already on a scholarship. Well, that, like I said, there were five in that Trinity Sands game the other night. Yeah, so, I mean, and then I'm not saying that he's losing his touches because I'm hearing a lot of IUs and Purdue's and, and Virginia with some of the Sunday Indiana kids. But, because like you mentioned, the, on the other side of the river, he's got his hands all in that cookie jar it's over crushing. there. But, I mean, I think – I mean, we have done a good job of stealing talent from over here. I mean, Drew Ellis most recently. Yeah. So, in the end, I mean, he's from, I think, New Albany. He's doing real well. Texas says Trevorism for today, Antoine Bolden. What's wrong with Antoine Bolden? That's not his name. Well, guess Antoine Bolden. Antoine Bolden. Oh, whatever. His mom named him Antoine. I'm going to call him Antoine. Well, his mom didn't name him Antoine. Well, she's bad. She's sloppy cursive. 
Texas says, I think Pearson's family understands that he split time as a junior and only started one full season at Bosco. I do too. I, I really do. Now, that said, if it becomes apparent after a couple of years here or after a, a full season and a half here going into his redshirt freshman season that he's, you know, low on the depth chart or like third on the depth chart and it's going to, and he's got a, a guy who's about his same age starting over him, then I can see them still choosing to go to a different program where he can be penciled in as a starter immediately. But I do think that uh, unlike a lot of high-profile dads, there's not a complete just misrepresentation or an, an unfounded belief of, of how good his kid is. I think he knows that he has to get a lot better if he's going to be a big-time college quarterback. I think that that's, that's true, and that's I respect that. I think it helps that he's worked with some of the best quarterbacks in the country for the last decade. He knows what it takes to get to that point. Tech, By the way, real quick, point yeah. Henry Davis is killing it in AA right now. I saw the other day that he hit like he like he was he's like the player of the month. Really his... well, he's played in thirty three games, so clearly they've got him established there for the rest of the year, which is no problem. Uh, and he's right now batting just a shy under three hundred, two ninety nine, with uh, ten home runs, twenty six RBIs, seven stolen bases. So that'll doing do well it. in AA. Yeah, I'm be shocked if he's not starting in AAA next year for Pittsburgh. The Pirates are kind of deal crushing it. Like they've got you know they, they've they've had a good start to their season this year. They've got a, a bunch of young talent. Like they're they're going to be a force in the Central for years to come. Texas, I guarantee any kid that can run and hit 1% of their layups would beat Trevor in basketball. Well, they're – no, bring it. I've coached all-star level kids at 8 to 10 years old. I know what I can handle. <laughs> Again, that was like 20 years ago. I don't care. They couldn't have made that many strides in technology. Or they, I don't that, think – it's not the about milk, them, Is Trevor. milk making them better? Are these kids on steroids? It's not about them as it is – I mean, if, the kid comes, if that kid comes walking in with a full goatee and a mustache, I want to see a birth certificate. Jesus, why isn't anything in Trevor's name? Uh, multiple reasons. Mainly because 20-year-old's Trevor's credit is about as good <laughs> as Trevor's chance of climbing a mountain. And, uh, yeah, so it's best it's not to <laughs> – yeah. I mean, the cable's not my name because for some reason it's still my grandmother's name. Because they claim I have to get it flipped into my name. I have to go show them a death certificate. I'm like, what? Texas, why isn't he giving in his name? I'm fascinated. Do you not have a credit score? I don't. I've never done a credit score. Freecreditreport.com. Remember that song? I, I, yeah, but it's, it can't be really free. You probably got to pay for something, right? Do you see that Netflix is cracking down on people you know, having multiple users on the same profile? Oh, maybe that's good. Maybe I wonder. If, well, they do it to where if they know that you're you're the main account that pays for it, you get to bump the people on it's just watching at the same time you are. Nothing irritates me more when I go on Netflix and it's like, we're sorry, you can't be watched. Your your sites are being used by two other places already. Well, just change your password. But no, I'm, these are people that use my site because I'm, I'm nice. Well, then why are you bugged by it? Because it's like, if somebody's going to get bumped, say she should get bumped. I'm the one that wants to watch Stranger Things. Well, then change your password. And I mean, now granted, I usually don't have to worry about it because I'm watching the stuff late at night. And most of these people are in bed by then, but... I know exactly. I can I can see what's being watched. I know exactly who's using it. See, I mean, we technically use like my parents just like they hooked me up with a Netflix account for like a birthday like years and years ago. Like I had one when it was like the disc thing, and so we all we yeah, just we've yeah. always been on the I've same had account that long too. Yeah, and I just you know I just got the password from them when we moved into this house, and so technically like we would have to get our own if they if they catch us and charge us an additional seven ninety nine fee. Well, I think I think I pay more than that already anyway. I think I, I think I pay like I thought it was like twelve ninety nine or thirteen ninety nine. Well this that's the fee now for an additional member to an existing oh, okay. account. If you want your own account it's gonna be a little bit more. Now Netflix is the only account I, I I have nearly every streaming account in my name 
These these aren't my name people. Pretty happy about that. Um, I have almost everyone, and almost there's not one account I don't have that I don't share with somebody else or not down the road somewhere. But Netflix is the only one I've ever had a, a problem where I go on and be like, "Too many people are already using it. You have to wait." I'm like, HBO does that sometimes. I've never HBO. Now somebody might feel constantly keeps changing the subtitles to Spanish, which drives me insane. <laughs> okay. And I was trying. <laughs> Can I try to learn Spanish? I don't know what they're doing this for. Um, let's go ahead and take a break. When we come back, we'll wrap up the show. We'll look ahead to what's going on tonight. We have, do we have anything? We got basketball. We got basketball. That's right. We got uh, and we Celtics can trying to stay hey, alive. We can bet it tonight. We're here. That's right. Well, again, I don't really bet sports. Well, I'll bet for you. Just tell me who do the bet, and I'll, I'll put the money on it. It's okay. You know, I like. I can. I, I'm swinging and missing every show now. I mean, these, spoiler: these I like finals. Miami getting eight. So, or whatever it is. Uh, we'll talk about that after the break, and we'll take some more text from you guys to wrap up the show at 502-414-1450. Rutherford Show wraps up after this here on 1450 and 96.1, The Big X. When you're gonna realize it was just that the time was wrong, Juliet. Perfect way to go out today. I mean, this song pretty much gives it away, right? <laughs> just don't right there. <laughs> what do you mean? What movie this is from? Oh, Man in Motion? No, well, yeah. We'll save that one fire. Though. I told you I didn't watch that movie till later on in life. I've never seen it. I, I don't know how like it was as popular as Breakfast Club for some reason. I mean, it's okay. It's not bad. Nowhere near as good. But like when I watched it, it's like... How does anyone not realize how like big of a complete bleep hole Emilio Estevez is? There's a lot of movies. Like, like he's that. a complete st- like I know like people say like you go back and watch the movie doesn't hold up or you know PC reasons, but he's like utter stalker in this movie. Yeah, like he it's that's, like it's like borderline creepy. But, <laughs> I feel like that's the knock on it now. That's, that's what you hear about it. Like I don't know how they didn't realize that before. <laughs> Man, we all were young. Uh, final segment here of the Thursday edition of the Mike Rutherford Show on 1450 961. Oh, here oh, we go. Clear, clear, clear. Love having the cough button. Yeah. I love it. I, even muted. I, love it. I double muted you on that one, though. I didn't need it. I was good. I had it's... totally under control over here. So, like, the... I should say also, the internet has worked well today. Yeah. We reset it yesterday. We're back. It's been a better. Now, I'm still going to be upset about the traffic and having uh, to pay tolls, but it's been a better day over here in Jeffersonville. Well, you know, there are perks for coming over. Um, one, we can bet if we want. If you want, you can bet. Uh, two, the internet has worked. Three, there's a mute button for your cough. Four, you can leave whatever you want in there. And by evidence of the bag of chips has been there over a month and a half, no one's going to throw it away. You can leave your notes lying around. True. You don't have to worry about paper being stolen or, or trashed by a cleaning lady. We don't have a cleaning lady. We do, but we call her Scoots. And, and he only cleans up in here. 
Do we have any idea? Because they've been trying to install the new computers over the station, and it sounds like we're going to be over here until we get that done. Yeah. Do we have any timeline? Any any? It's it's gonna it's kind of like the same frame as like getting a rebate back. I don't like hearing that. <laughs> Like what was it when you ever remember when you ever mailed anything in? It was always six to eight weeks. Yeah, that's that's what we're that's kind of think where we're living now. Because a couple weeks ago, I heard two to three weeks on the the new computers. And I, I, I in my mind, I heard six to eight weeks, and we've been doing. He's been on. I it can't now. come over here for a month. Oh wow, <laughs> a lot. It's a long and I mean, it's whole. I've been coming over here for twelve years. I, I know, but like I've gotten two small kids, and it's a it's a long drive back compared to. Being right there, yeah. It's well by comparison. I agree. It's really not that long, but yeah, compared to what you were dealing with beforehand, yes, it's not even close. And the tolls. I mean, come on. the tolls is annoying. Yeah, it's more than but annoying. like lengthwise, it probably takes you what twenty minutes to get home from here. Uh, There's no traffic. You get over here, it takes about twenty. Going back, it's like twenty five thirty, depending yeah. on the traffic. Which by yeah, because when I it's, it's that is yeah, we're pairs opposed to the other studio. It's like what two minutes. Yeah, it's very quick. It's like yeah. five. Yeah. See, to me, coming here is like 20 minutes. The other two is like 15. There's really not enough difference to make me worry or yeah. be care. Uh, we got uh, about 15, 16 minutes here before we got to get out of here. Uh, so we'll take some text from you guys at 502-414-1450. Then we'll make our predictions for tonight's game five of the Eastern Conference Finals between Boston <laughs> and Miami. Even I think this nickname for Sean King on her turning is mean. I don't want you don't need to talk about it. I know, I'm just saying it. Even Te- I, even I All right, let's get, let's get to sex. <laughs> Texture says, uh, College Sports Wire ranked the top running backs of this upcoming season, and Jordan was 15th. That's I like that. Okay, yeah. I, I can see. I'm so glad he stayed. I am too. I mean, he was so good down the stretch. He apparently had a big-time spring. And like I said, like talking to some people <clears throat> with the program, I know that one of the things that everybody has said is how much Jeff and the entire staff, like, Loves Jawar Jordan. Like, they think he could be a star for them. Like, everything that I hear is on offense, Jawar Jordan was the big guy in the spring. On defense, Aston Gelati was the big star of the spring. Nice. So, I mean, I, I like hearing I'm it. I'm good with both of those, yeah. more Very much so. Um, But running r- ranking running backs coming in, because there's always a guy that just we've never heard of who's finally getting big-time carries, who's going to be one of the best running backs in the in the country. Just These offseason rankings lists, I feel like they're just – Take them forth or whatever. I mean, no one saw Gibbs at Alabama blowing up the way he did. Right, exactly. Because he was, I mean, average at best at NC State. And now he's the best first-round pick of the NFL no, draft, people are saying. Right, yeah. I get, that's where I worried for you a lot, mainly right there. He's going to crush it. Because the Eagles supposedly really liked him, like, in the middle of the second round. <laughs> well, now they're going to get burned when they lose out on the NFC Championship. Instead, instead, you all drafted him 30 picks before us and gave us your other running back for a fourth-rounder in three years. Texture says, uh, did you know that Grant Hill's daughter is a pro MMA fighter? Really? Could either of you beat her inside the octagon? No. <laughs> you kidding me? Yeah, but getting whooped by her probably the closest thing to sex I've had in six months. <laughs> it's really six months? <laughs> yeah. Or is it, a year. Is it years? <laughs> no, there's no plural. For the record, there was. I, I still have a few on the, on the side burner. Texture says, uh, <laughs> "Whatever you cannot believe me. I can't pull one to be a ten year old, but 
damn it, this one's true. Don't don't say say it like that. <laughs> Anybody who just turned the show on is horrified by what just came out of your. He went turn the show on in the five o'clock hour. Has been horrified long before. Uh, Texas, even if I did it in five and a half, and I wasn't there to play school. Oh, Scoot says I, I even I graduated in five and a half years, and I wasn't there to play school at all. Yeah. <laughs> Congrats, Scoots. I mean, like, well, like, I didn't. I, my first like year at Western, I only got credit for two classes because I had to take zero level. What do you mean you only got credit for two? You I had to take like zero level math and English. But you still, you didn't get college credit for no courses. That's what's the worst part about it. Yes, it was horrible. How do you take a college course and not get any sort of credit? Because they, because I, I didn't. I they, that's what I was required to take because I guess my, uh, well. I mean, maybe if I'd taken my SAT seriously. Are you sure this was an affiliated? You said? Yes, it was a college course. Yes. I've told you this. I should have known I was the only kid in the class. No, it was, was at the junior campus. And I told you this, like my first day of math class was like addition and subtraction. I just wrote a check I'm, directly <laughs> to this guy named Dominic. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how I didn't figure this out before they, now. They made me because I guess because I I mean I couldn't I didn't have my, my high school transcripts. Uh, I had some classes at JCC that I'd taken, but like the most of I think only one of them they said I could transfer over, which which I was glad because that was like uh, interpersonal communication class. I didn't want to take that again. And uh, yeah, and then so yeah, and then they told me and I took the, originally I was supposed to have to take the ACTs or one of them I did. They said I had to take it to get in, but then they told me I actually did need it, but I already paid for it, so I just kind of blew it off and didn't take it seriously. So my score was probably really low. That's my excuse for that one. And, yeah, it's it was bad. It sucked, yeah. I was there for like two semesters. I only got credit for like six classes of eight I took. Well, we all have stories. I don't, I don't, know, I don't know what to say. <laughs> my first day was like addition and subtraction, and this girl kept raising <laughs> her hand. And I was like, Really? It was like an older, it was like six of us in the class. She was like 50. She was like, can you please repeat that? I'm like, it's addition and subtraction. I don't think you should have been looking down on anybody in that situation. I, that, at this point, I will. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, when it even comes to math, you can't do addition and subtraction. Pick out a calculator. Texas says, I forgot that TK worked on KRC. That really explains his unrealistic basketball confidence. <laughs> what was that thing? Are you saying Roush and, and, and Walker can't play? I don't know, actually. I've never seen him I play. I literally don't. Texas, now we definitely need to know your SAT and ACT scores. I don't, well, first of all, which, I only took one. Which, which one has the, the larger score? The SAT. Okay. So I signed up for it. I paid for it. And it was at Wagner, actually, of all things. I took the SAT at Wagner. Yeah. And, and I, so I'm, I'm signed up for this because they told me I had to take it. They, they were so much back communications Western at this time. And it turned out, like, I'd already scheduled it, paid for it, and then they're like, oh, well, actually, you don't need it because we're Western. As long as your check clears, you can show up to class. <laughs> I was like, that's what I thought originally. So I go to take this test, like, in the morning. I'm a bad test taker to begin with because I'm, like, I have slowly, I have, I'm, I'm slow to process, like, reading stuff. I probably have ADD really bad. I just took other drugs. And so they, we, we had a break. So I, I, half of the things, like, we did, I didn't even finish to begin with. So then we take a break, and I'm like, I'm going to go smoke a cigarette. So I go outside, smoke a cigarette, smoke a bowl, smoke a cigarette, and I forgot to go back in. So I like I walk in like ten minutes late, just reeking. Oh by the way, <laughs> I'm like, sorry, I I had to run. And the guy's like, oh, oh, okay, and have a seat. And I finished the test, <laughs> completely baked without studying, aced it. So what'd you get? I have no idea. I forget they mailed it. I don't remember what I. I don't know if I ever opened it. 
<laughs> they sent it back. To, I remember they sent it to me, but I don't remember like we're ever reading it. Can I look it up online? Probably not. I don't think so. <laughs> I want to know what I got. I, how much? How much does it cost to take one now? Oh, I don't I have no idea. Like, would you pay to have me take one and like see which one of us does a better score? No, I don't want to take a test. No. No, come on, let's do this. Are you afraid I'll beat you? No. You didn't, I just want you to pay for it. <laughs> I want to take it again. Let's do that. We can do a whole Big X thing. I didn't do great on the SAT. I, I remember, it's like I, for some reason, I, I killed the PSAT, which you take like the year, I think we took the end of sophomore year. I didn't take and I started one. getting all these letters from like schools. Were like, you're a great student, all this stuff. And then I took the actual SAT the next year and the letters stopped coming. Um, I took the ACT once and the SAT twice. Yeah, whichever one has like the... 1500 or something on it. That's the bigger score. That's the one I took. I think I got a like 1280, I want to say, on the I SAT. Again, the sad part is, is even before I got like baked it during the break and came back late, I still, I would never, I could never finish the whole section because I have to like read something like three times to, to start making it. Like, the words get mixed up in my head when I'm reading it. And it, I'm so I'm very slow. You got 45 minutes. It'd probably take me an hour and a half to finish the section. Texture says, well, the, the public schools did a great job of finding that, by the way, when I was going through it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Texture says, whose side are you on on the Shannon Sharp uh, versus Kwame Brown feud? So I, I, saw, Neither. I saw Kwame Brown trending. I didn't have enough of interest to look into this. So I've got no idea what's going on. I here. despise both of them to a point where I'm not taking either side. I don't like Shannon Sharp. I don't know enough about Kwame Brown to feel one way or the other about him outside of him being a bust. Kwame Brown's the one who had like the giant mansion and claimed he had to claim bankruptcy because he had to turn off his cable in 50 rooms. Well, that's not good. Yeah, it's like he had a cable bill of like 500 bucks. Like, how much porn can one man order? Why are they? What? <laughs> why are they beefing? I don't. Who knows? Probably Shannon Sharp said he was a bust, and Kwame doesn't feel like he was a bust. Well, I mean, he it, probably it has called, to be deeper than that. He probably called him the worst number one pick of all time, which he's an argument for. Uh, and Kwame probably took it personal because he did play like eleven years in the league. I mean, he stayed in the league for a while, I, which is proof that if you're seven feet, you can play in the NBA. I guess Kwame Brown said something about Shannon uh, about LeBron James, and then Shannon Sharp today said, "You're on the Mountain Rushmore of all time busts. Okay. You're a joke." Blah, blah, blah. I did see, did you see the... Um, hot takes. Yeah. Wait, wait, really? I would burn that, burn that, that torch. Did you see <laughs> the um, the Dan Dockage ron Harper Jr. feud? No, your boy Dockage is at it again? Dockage is getting, I mean... He's your man. This guy is, I don't know if there's anybody more universally disliked in this country right now than Dan Dockage. <laughs> I, I mean, he's, he's trying, right? I, I Yeah, but like also like he's... Why, why would he get mad at Ron? I like Ron Harper Jr., See, Ron Harper had a he had a quote about like um, transfers and NIL and all this stuff about like you know Rutgers not having enough NIL and if they're going to compete in the Big Ten they need to do this. And Dockett just comes out and is like, "Who didn't see this type of garbage coming?" Ron Harper Jr. is whining, but this is what the players and the media wanted. And then Ron Harper Jr. responded and said, "Who's whining? Uh, don't tweet garbage like this." But when you see me in person, it's all handshakes and how's your dad? Miss me with all that. And then Dockage came back and said, I haven't seen your little whiny ass in five years. Keep in mind, this is a 60-year-old talking to a 22-year-old. I haven't seen your little whiny ass in five years. Tell your dad hello and quit whining, Harper Jr. or Senior or whoever you are. You guys wanted to be treated like employees. You got it. Stop the little kid whining. Grow the hell up. Tell Pops I said hello. Grow a pair. 
kids these days. So what, he's like in seventeen different directions in that in that state. Yeah, that's. I mean, he's 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 Dockage. He's an absolute clown. And then Ron Harper Jr. comes back and says, "Finally, I saw you last year, clown, and all you talked about is how Bob Knight had you touching lines after Pops torched your sorry ass. You're tough over the screen. I got you, Dockage. Keep that same energy when I see you in real life, man." I just you want know, here's advice. Dakich comes at you on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram. Just ignore him. Just 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 look at him and just give him the 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 eye the 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 board cat emoji. I kind of forget that he exists now, which is very very I mean, nice. Until something like this happens, which I guess you're right is probably why he does it. No, he does it because he wants to get back to being relevant. So he's picking fights with somebody, and he's gotten to the point where no offense to Ron Harbor Jr. Please don't come at me, but that's the level he's got to. Like a pick a fighter to get relevant. Yeah, again. twenty-two-year-old player for Rutgers. Yeah, but so like, I, so I I lose track of Dan Dockage. Like I kind of forget about him, and then I'll see something like this happen, and I'll go through his timeline, and he's promoting his show at Outkick the coverage, and it's like, oh, I got folks riled up with this one. Like I'm talking about this, this, and this, and then you look at his tweet, and it's got like no retweets and two likes. Like I don't think anybody cares about him anymore. He's got like 160 thousand followers on Twitter, and he gets no engagement. I mean, the man just is. Like, if he, if, no he, voice. if he didn't coach it out, if he wasn't a, 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 a disciple of someone, or whatever you want to call it, of, 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 of Bob Knight and had that one year coaching, then he his his stick would he would be in working in like some very Bodunk Town radio getting no listens. I mean, he also I know I know his gimmick. Job. I've run across people like him in my in my time radio a dozen times, and none of them are. They always say, oh, I'm going to put this out there, and it's going to cause all this traffic. Right. And, I, and it's like, no, it's not. The listeners are not that stupid. Most of them. Most sure. of them I aren't. It drove me crazy how, when he was on ESPN, because everyone knew him as an, like an a-hole, like, why does he do all these things? People are like, he's actually a really good color analyst. Like, no, we just lower the bar for yeah. a-holes so much that when they don't fall yeah. over themselves and like, can put a sentence together, we're like, like, if you listen to what he was actually saying, because he, he does, he's very... He's eloquent at times. He speaks well. He's very confident in what he says, but he's always wrong. Like he would try to do the, the the predict the play thing, the uh, Tony Romo thing. Yeah, and he was Romo. never. He's like he's like they're going to bring the post up here. They're going to get a pin down for uh for for Morrison, and then they would just like run a high screen and take a, a, a three from the outside. Like he was al- always that. wrong. I don't like when Romo did it because I don't know football as well, but I hate when basketball people do that because I do know basketball well enough. But he's very confident. So yeah. you could say, like, he knows what he's talking about. Like, no, he sucks <laughs> as a coach. He sucks as an analyst. He sucks at everything. Texture says <laughs> he just sucks. He just sucks. There's, he's an ass clown. That's, there's no, no way around it. Texture says Wayne Gretzky made a, a 10, 11 year old hockey team at five years old. There's definitely a 10-year-old out there playing JV high school basketball that would skunk your ass. Well, first of all, no, there's no question about. Well, first of all, yeah, I'm not going. I'm not. I'm not going on skates. Yeah, if you put me on skates, I'm probably gonna lose to a 10-year-old or a five-year-old. I can't skate. He's just making a comparison. Well, that's Wayne Gretzky. Like there's like there's the next big great one. Well, there's the next. There's probably a 10-year-old right now who's going to be a great NBA player. They think they are, but not until they lose to me in one-on-one. Well, no, there, there's a 10-year-old who's, who's going to be a great NBA player. I think that's goes every age group yeah. has a player who's going to be a great and NBA player. And he's going to talk about how he became great over overcoming the adversity of losing to a 43-year-old man in would, one-on-one. The kid would beat you 11-1 in one-on-one. Oh, 11-1? Like, you went from, like, not thinking I had a chance to, like, giving me points to, like, now I'm losing to every every kid at Zachary Taylor Elementary No, right the now. best 10-year-old in the world would dominate you. He'd dominate me. Who's the best 10-year-old in the world? Clark Francis. Get him on the phone. <laughs> Hoop scoop. I feel like Giovanni would know this one. Who? <laughs> Jonathan Giovanni. Is it, and that is oh, Giovanni? Giovanni, whatever his name is. 
Texas and MJ Griffin had a big spring too. He did, and I think people forget how much better the defense got last year. And it wasn't all because of his emergence, but when MJ Griffin got fully healthy and started playing at safety, the defense as a unit got way, way better. I think he's, yeah, for sure, he's going to help that secondary a ton. Texas, what happened to Brendan McKay? He can't get healthy. I know. That's, I held him on my dynasty league for so long. I mean, he's dealing with I mean, another. I eventually had to cut him. I, I, I didn't want to do it either. I had to cut him and Corey Ray. I had to, just, I had to let, let it go. Corey Ray's coaching now. I know. He's they shut even... down McKay for all of this year. I mean, he got hurt early last year. They're eyeing a 2024 return, which happening. just sucks. And it just, you know. They want him to be a pitcher only now, too, which is the, the hard thing, too, with the injuries that he's having. It makes sense. I mean, he's like, he was always going to be, I think, a pitcher first. But yeah. it's just that we're probably never, ever going to get to see him at his full realized potential. I think what irritates me kind of most a little bit about it is that, like, what should have been his spotlight, uh, what's his name from the Angels took? Like, because they came in, like, at the same time. And all you heard about was McKay mostly because of the college days. And what he did in college. And then when he got pro, I'm like, he's going to be this, this, this dual guy. We've never seen it. And then he gets injured. He can't stay healthy. And Otani just kind of comes over here and, and takes the spotlight from him up yeah. for it. Kind of annoys me about it. I never thought, I mean, honestly, like, I, obviously I love Brennan McKay here. I never thought he was going to be like a high-level big league hitter. I agree. Yeah. I thought he was going to be a high-level big league pitcher for sure. Especially he's a lefty. And I think he probably would have been if he just hadn't had the end. I mean, he got he ended up his first debut in the bigs happened very quickly, and his minor yeah. league numbers were outrageous. And then he just he has not been able to stay healthy. Uh, I think he played. I want to say yeah, he I think he pitched well in his first. Uh, he yeah, he's uh, he did. it was a little rough after after the beginning. Two and four with a five fourteen ERA in his one year nineteen pitching. I mean, but a twenty three year old. I mean, yeah, he had some good showings. He, he got roughed up a little bit, but you expect that in your first <laughs> debut in the show. That's a bet by the way. Texas just said ten bucks. I throw up before the game ends. I'm playing one on one. This pass out count. Either one of those things. All right, real quickly, we got to pick the game tonight. Okay. Uh, Heat Celtics game five. Celtics stayed alive last uh, last game in Miami. I think what's the? I can't. The internet's now stopped working. I don't have the spread in front of me. Do you know uh, what it is? It was plus eight last I saw. I think. Okay. But it might have gone down. I, last night I think it was plus eight. I'm gonna say I'll pick first. I'm gonna say Heat win and end the series, but Celtics cover. Um, I'm gonna say, yeah, my, yeah, uh, Boston minus eight and a half now. Uh, eight and a half. I'm taking. I'm taking Heat win and obviously get the points. Take them on the money line too. There it is. I don't know what the money line will be for them, at eight, but you're getting eight and a half. Your money line is probably gonna be nice. Oh yeah, the game's in Boston, so the Celtics are favored. I well, they've been favored was, every game but one though. Yeah, the last game because the Heat were just like a one point favorite. True, it was in Miami. Yeah, right, I'm taking. Yeah, I'm taking Heat straight up. Heat win and the series. Boom, done, over. Everyone have a fantastic Thursday night. We've got Louisville Bats baseball coming your way next. Bats yeah. looking to stay hot. Keep it locked right here. L.A. De La Cruz back in the lineup, dropping bombs, making Syracuse feel terrified. It's all happening right here. Keep it locked right here. More Bats baseball coming your way on the Big X. We'll see you guys tomorrow at 3 o'clock.